What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free and Your Lifestyle podcast here on the Free and Your Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas, and you in here with the Black Moses, the man with more nickname than anybody in the game, and you in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF, Every Woman's Fantasy, and CGAC, God Allah, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. They got me working for free over here because I don't have no job. But anyway, man, we got a great show for you today. Why men can't crack the girl code and keep the laws in society in favor of women. That's how we do it. And uh, men do come to my show. Although somebody said they don't agree with everything. They find me funny. It don't matter. I, I appreciate you guys here. Uh, what, but what tends to happen is men... Uh, uh, probably get disenfranchised by the laws. They get messed over by the family court. Attorneys drag them. Um, and essentially what happens is they might, they might not be able to know how to fight or afford to fight and defend themselves, or they might see celebrities or men that they know get screwed over. And essentially what they'll do is they say, we need to change the laws. We need to change how women operate. We need to get together and men need to stick together. Well, here's the deal, you goofballs. It's too late. It's too late. Too late, baby. Bye-bye. Yes. I'll be getting my... You've been left behind. Now it's my time to shine. <laughs> it's too late. Too late, ninja. Bye-bye. It's too late, guys. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. We got a lot of guys that I'm one of the people that probably might consider some of the hardcore messages, although there are guys that go in harder on me. They just don't have the bigger audience. But my message is not hope. All right. I'm telling you guys, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's not going to change. The only time it's going to change, I, I give you the five scenarios that it's going to change. Guys, it's too late. We gave up the ghost long time ago. You can blame some of your fathers and your grandfathers. They gave up the ghost a long time ago. They gave up the fight. And uh, what we're trying to do is trying to rationalize and group together as men when that is just not even possible. And I'm going to give you scenarios to why it is not even possible. So what you'll do is you'll say, well, I can't deal with CGA. CGA is just too much for me. The message is too hardcore. So you go over the pearly things. You go over the mediocre tutorials and reviews. You go over to these soft shoe. Uh, so-called red pill people and no shade at those content creators, but they live in a life of purple pill. They live in a life of just kind of trying to play, placate the audience and get by just enough. All right. Just controversial enough and just safe enough. All right. And so what they'll do is, and shout out to those content creators, but we're talking about the audience members. Okay. You'll, you'll support Andrew Tate up to a point. Are right? you know, like, all right, he's, he's, he's kind of transitioning. And then when he gets arrested, y'all can't help his ass. Okay. And, um, you know, even the fresh and fit audience are pretty much hopeful uh, simps. All right. These are mostly simps. And it's been proven by the way that uh, the majority of their audience will find a, a person and then they'll support her on OnlyFans. They'll just, there's just free marketing for whores. All right. And these whores will go over there and make money off of these men 
And that's why they keep showing up to the show. So no shade at Fresh and Fit. But but what happens is these guys try to hover around in a world where they're going to say uh, women should be loyal to men just because. And women need to get in line just in case uh, just in case the world collapses and uh, they need this men to support like all of these hopeful ass strategies, all of these hopeful ass ridiculous strategies, right? Where men think that the world's going to end and women are going to lose, uh, learn their lesson. Or one day women are going to come running back. Guys, you were right. All right. <laughs> all right. And so what you guys think is that's going to happen. The reality is none of that shit's going to happen. You guys are living in La La Land. Okay. None of these women that the, the, even the women that support these purple pill podcasters show, they ain't changing shit. They're not going to change and they don't have no incentive to change. Now, they might change as an individual. And so we do have to give them their props and credits. Maybe they can recognize a little bit. They may change as an individual, but shit ain't going to change. Dude, it's too late, too late, baby. Bye bye. It's gone. Ship is sailed. Meteor. Now. People are going to say, well, what is the solution, right? And the free agent lifestyle is the solution. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to show you why exactly, why men can't crack the girl code, all right? And why the laws will, and society, the way society is going today, why the law and societies will favor them until this, this, this planet Earth or the United States falls. That's the only thing that's going to happen here. World War II. Let me go ahead and put it up on the screen. Just so you don't think I'm just talking out of my ass. I actually have these things predicted by Coach Radamus himself. All right. These are the only ways it's going to change. You're going to need one or a combination of these things, which we're very close. You'll probably need a religious awakening to make this thing change and everybody not lose any blood. And gentlemen, let me just remind you of one thing. A lot of guys think that uh, women are going to learn their lesson and we're just going to stand over them and say, nan and a boo boo. Uh-huh. Girls, you learned your lesson. I'm going to tell you, that's not going to happen, right? You girls learned your lesson. See, see, you should have listened to Kevin Samuels. You see, uh-huh. You should have listened to Campbell Samuels. And now you're here and now you're begging. Mm. <laughs> and you think all that's going to happen without bloodshed. You think all that's going to happen without ninjas dying on the front line. You think all that's going to happen without ninjas getting crippled and agent oranged. You think all that's going to happen and you stay the uh, leader of society. See, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is if that does happen, somebody else will take over the United States. Mm. Like somebody else is going to lead because you simps ain't going to do it. You purple pills ain't going to lead a goddamn thing. You can't even lead these women to uh, stop putting themselves on Instagram. That means there's going to be, be a new sensei. <laughs> all right. You scared ninjas. These scared ninjas. So. If you don't want, if you don't want to have your uh, knee dislocated, if you don't want to have your ankle, knee, and your wrist and shoulder and your elbow dislocated in order to get women in line, shut your punk ass up. Mm. Shut up, because somebody gonna have to get a knee, elbow, and a shoulder dislocated in order for this to happen. <laughs> okay. So anyway, anyway, just to wake you guys up, if you want to change this thing around. You better start standing up because standing around on Instagram and YouTube talking shit ain't going to change nothing. But anyway, <laughs> it ain't going to change a damn thing. So you think that that's going to happen? It's ridiculous. So what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you exactly why 
men will never crack the girl code. We're going to give it to it today, man. We're going to give you that business today. We're going to give you that business today. Why you men are going to be in a worse position tomorrow than you were yesterday <laughs> when it comes to this game. All right. Anyway, do me a favor to contribute to today's show. Dollar signs of Notorious ETA on the cash app. Vimo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that's pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. And let's get to the business because I know you guys are waiting with bated breath. All right. Albert Wesker says there will always be simps to sabotage men's efforts. Yes, we're going to get into that uh, because everybody, um, you know, when the simp conversation comes up, everybody points the finger at everybody else. And this is going to be the early indication as to why men will never crack the girl code because every other, well, I'm not going to get into it, but we'll get into it later. Shout out to Martin. He says, I have a passport vacation time and money to use and money to burn. When was that free agent lifestyle weekend retreat again? And was it in Vegas or Latin America? Well, it will probably be not in either. It will probably be somewhere in the Pacific, the East Pacific or the, <laughs> it'll probably be over where some linglings are at. Indeed. Yeah. It will probably be over there. Hey, hey, all right, yeah. MC Hamster says, I bought an Amtram ticket. He says, hit me with that. Trying. Indeed, Warhammer said, your flowers. He says, sis, I just don't feel nothing for them. You know, since I think you meant you don't feel nothing for them. It's hard. DJ says, first time contributor. My bro put me on after KS passed. He says, the old school sound bites and coach sangin. Got me hooked. Shout out to the coach gang. CGA is the goat in the building. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. There's another brother here the entire time, but we here for whoever needs to come over for that side to come over to the dark side over here. Derek Choice says W. He says, will the free agent lifestyle bonnets be available for purchase in the future? Well, I'm here from the future and I'll tell you, no. <laughs> nope. Henry Resilience says, why you woke up and chose violence? You know why? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Because it's the weekend. All right. Derek Eaton says CGA saw a video about uh, Arabic women are now filing for divorce in record numbers and the destruction of the family structure. So, um, you know, that's been the influence of the Western culture. And they've woken up the sleeping giant, which is the Middle East. And that has always been a place where people needed to. Um, people felt a need to wake up and give women their freedom and so forth. But, you know, freedom has a price. And so whatever freedoms that women do get, there is a price to be paid in society. It is a slow, slow uh, destruction of the family structure and the fabric of uh, the patriarchy, if you will, or our stable society. And it's we're in the evolution phase or as I call it, the de-evolution phase of whatever we're going to. Whatever we're going to. But what I know is we're not going back. We're not going back. So for guys that are hopeful and wishful and pray to the day that haram or whatever you guys call these things that 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 people are putting on to young men who are not really ready for this. OK, you think it's going back. It's not going back. All right. It's not. And, and if it does go back, you will not be in position to benefit. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to Jim H pointing out something exactly. Shout out to Ricky Webster says 
Much love and French toast props do. Good to see you, Ricky. Appreciate you. Jacob says, shout out to the figure Aurora out there. And he says, nasty boys in the house. Shout out to the nasty boys. We got a nasty oh, boy. That's nasty. We got a nasty boy police commissioner out here in the streets with, with street, street meat. In the streets. Street meat. All right. Ninja's picking up. We got police commissioners picking up street meat. All right. As you know, I don't advise you picking up street meat out here. This is crazy. All right, what do we got here? We got our man Francis. He says, Coach, just listen to your July 4th podcast. Ling Ling Thursdays should be called Teriyaki Tuesdays. All right, shout out to your favorite African-American out here. Uh, look at my African-American <clears throat> over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? And shout out to TJ Ship. Mr. Chopper says, I got five on the barbecue out there, and it is the weekend. There's barbecue in there. It is the weekend. Let's get. The barbecue going. All right, let's get that barbecue going out there. Shout out to Mojo in the building. Pro appreciate you for being here. And we're going to check up over on Venmo to see what they liking over there. All right, I like it. Like, I don't think anything happened. Nope, no, nothing's going on in, in Venmo. But Kevin Sullivan said, just in case I missed it, he says, uh, they'll say Kevin um, Costner. Wasn't hitting it right, coach, and it's all Jermaine's fault. Yeah, we talked about Kevin Costner getting and it's all Jermaine's fault. railroaded. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right, let's get into the day's show. What are we going to do today? Is there a doom and gloom or is there the straggle and sniggle? I don't even know what's going on on today's show. My assistant didn't let me go. Oh, we're starting off with straggle and sniggle theater. Let's hit the intro and the outro. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Right, straggling Sniggle Theater. We're gonna start over in Detroit. Detroit always catching fat L's over here. Everybody in Detroit, raise uh, 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 what did I not raise up? Stand up, Detroit, stand up. We're going to Detroit, and uh, this ninja is showing his teeth all up in the picture right here. All right, police commissioner caught in a car with a prostitute, and he has a bizarre explanation. He says he's done talking about it. Mm. Oh, my goodness. As you guys know, I don't support the street meet out here, although they're out here, brother. They out here in these streets. It's a matter of time. In these streets. And they always been out here on these streets, but they're out here more and more. However, some municipalities have not caught up, and no, it is not legal, so I don't support illegal activity. A member of the Detroit Board of Police Commissioners who was caught in the car with a prostitute by law enforcement is claiming that the incident is a big misunderstanding. Interesting. The Wayne County Sheriff's Office deputies say they found Brian Ferguson in his car at about 7.15 a.m. Wednesday in Detroit engaging in a sex act with a prostitute, the Detroit Free Press reported. Undercover narcotics officers were in the area at the time and saw Ferguson with a woman who was known to them. And that's what you got to understand out there. They're just like, oh, Ferguson has denied the allegation as a big misunderstanding. We do have a statement from him and he, he wanted to call into the show and make a statement. We'll let him talk. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. 
All right. We with him here. Uh, we'll, we'll give him a chance. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. He says, I'm done talking about it. That's just not what happened. He told the Detroit Free Press. He says right here, Ferguson claims that a woman whom he did not know tried to get into his truck on Wednesday morning when law enforcement just pulled up right on me. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well. And it's all Jermaine Fox. It's always Jermaine Fox. All right. He was just sitting there, bro. He was just sitting there, and she jumped in my truck, and she dropped her neck all up on me. It's barbecue in there. And I didn't know what happened. Hey, man, help me. Help me, he said. Help. <laughs> Commish. Ninja, you got caught with your drawers down. Quote, this is rough. This is rough to tell because now I'm going to have to I'm going to have to have this conversation with my family. Ferguson said, adding that he told the deputies that he's is police commissioner and he wasn't hiding anything. Of course, the Wayne County Sheriff officer, uh, Captain Jason Bates, said that Ferguson had asked law enforcement on the scene whether they could help him out. And they was like, nope. Oh, my goodness. All right. He said, hey, man, I'm here to put I'm here to serve, protect and have hoochies drop neck. All right. Oh, my Lord. What happened here? He says at the time, Mr. Brian Ferguson stepped out, identified himself as the Detroit police commissioner. A title or position doesn't make them above the law. Ferguson was issued a misdemeanor citation for indecent and obscene conduct. Involving a sex act with a prostitute, Bates told the Detroit Free Press. Ferguson is expected to resign from his position on the Detroit Board of Police Commissioners, unfortunately. And um, and um, yeah, uh, there's actually a lot of movies about this. They're saying he previously served as served as a chair of the police watchdog group, and they released a statement saying that he would take a step back from participating in board meetings. Well, they've made movies about this, in fact. Um, police officers do get into deep with the pros. And just so you know, uh, the pros are connected to the police in some sort of way because the pro the pros have information. This is why most of the time Johns will be targeted and these women will made out, be made out to be victims. Um, and uh, they also have information about maybe potential pimps and these people of uh, the police use them as informants many, many times. So, um, just because they're out there in these streets and you see the police driving by not bothering them doesn't mean that the police doesn't talk to them every now and then. So if you are participating with street meat, which I don't do, I don't approve of. It is quite illegal in many municipalities, except for um, what was the new one? There was a new Boston, I believe, Los Angeles, San, uh, San Francisco in New York or Manhattan in general. Um, if you don't know, the police know these girls, all right? They know them. They've arrested them a couple times. They got information. They pull up on them to get information about homicides and drug deals. So be careful. You're already, you're already kind of um, messing with people that have a direct con connect and will rat you out if needed. And this is what you get. And so the police probably pulled her over and said, hey, uh, do you got some information for you? And by the way, these police be using prostitutes. These polices, not all police. All right. Not all police. But uh, if you've seen the movie uh, with Denzel Washington and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, they be using the girls. Yeah. They be like, what you going to do? Tell on me. Well, he got told on. Mm. All right. He said this bitch set me up. 
All right, this bitch set me up. You know what I mean? It is what it is. New, 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 new world. And order. so do your local politicians as well. So, but that's neither near nor here nor there. Yeah, training day. So anyway, let's get to the next one here. We have, what do we have here? Oh, we have a video. We have a video of straggle daggles on a cruise. Unfortunately, they did not make their debark time or not their debark time. They're there. You know what time I'm talking about? What's the time? They're uh, fair. The time where they need to, you know, when you when you drop off at a port and they say report back. I can't remember. 430 report back at 430 and you show up late. Well, this is what's happening. Embark. I think it's called embark or debark. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, I just went on a never mind. It, what is it? Boarding time. What did I say? Disembark. I can't remember. All right. I can't remember. But uh, let's go ahead and roll the film on this one. Oh, my God. Uh, it's Lord Don't jump in. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. It's about to be. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! All this stuff—they're cold. They got a fly in my Oh my! They got All right, as you can see, they're pleading their case. There, those are some those are some straggle daggles. I mean, not shocked there. There's some very dark-skinned black women, which means they were late. I mean, they were late. I mean, I already knew they were late. And uh, if you're right, listen, boats don't leave early. Uh, they don't leave early. And somebody said they don't they don't make U-turns. If you're not on that boat and if you're not on that boat, you're you're going to have to figure out how to fly. And I hope you're not on a small island. You're going to have to figure out how to catch up to that boat. You And the boat's not going to let another boat roll up on them and, and stop the boat in the middle of the sea. You better hope they have a, 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 a position where they're just uh, coasting in the ocean. All right. They, they have a phrase for that. So um, if they tell you to be back by a certain time, that's not the time the ship is leaving. It's usually like 45 minutes to an hour after that because they got to get things going. So you need to be back. The boat's leaving or you need to be there by 430. They said that it was 515. And then these girls said, hey, it's 430. They said 430. Well, 515, according to the people who were recording, uh, that's not 430. And no, they're not going to wait on you. Uh, so your ass got left. I don't know what you were thinking that we we're going to take attendance. I guess they thought they were going to take attendance and say, hey, room number 112 is not here yet. Where's the girls with all the hair weave and the bundles? Where's those um, where's those loud ass black women at? They probably was happy to leave your ass. You do not want to get left. You always want to be early. If it says 430, be there at four o'clock. OK, do not play with a ship. And by the way, you're not swimming. You're stuck. You asked out. <laughs> he said 515 is the white man's time. You asked out. So, you know what I mean? You're going to be wearing those clothes. You're going to be booking a flight to the next port. It's just crazy like this, man. He says the buffet will be quieter. Yes, indeed, man. The buffet, they're going to have a whole good ass time without these straggle daggles on the boat. All right. But uh, guys, man, if you ever go on a cruise, be very, very punctual. They don't play. They got to get to the next port. They got shit to do better than you. And they rather you catch up to them uh, than not. And they tell you 
numerous times. They give you paper notifications. They tell you over the loudspeaker. They tell you when you leave the thing and go through security to leave and exit and enter. They tell you multiple times when we're leaving, okay? When you need to be on the boat. And they're so far back that they're running up and the boat's leaving. Listen, they don't leave immediately. So if they said 4.30, normally when it's 4.30 by 4.30, they're not leaving for 45 minutes to an hour. So you were really late. Like they they were really late. So sadly, I want to I want to show you the part of the clip where they're running up. All right. So that's the part. That's the funny part uh, right here. You can see uh, they're running up right there. You see them all running up here. And most of the time, these places where they dock, look at all the look at one, two, three, four, five. There's four women and one man. And they're like, hey, wait, wh why? Where are you going over there? The boat's over here. <laughs> look, hold on for a second. Why are they running over here to who? Who's over here? The boat's over here. Don't jump in. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. It's 5.15. The guy said it's 5.15. They said 4.30. It's 5.15. And let me just tell you, as a matter of experience here, um, these port towns are not nowhere, normally nowhere near in town. So you're normally like 20, 30 minutes from town, just at the port. Then you're in wherever the port is. Like, have you ever seen the port? Like, you can live in a city and never have been down to where the ports are, where the boats are. It's always an obstacle just to get to the port um, wherever you are. So it's not easy. Once you get to the ports, it's another five, 10 minutes just to get to where you are taking off. And you got to go through a whole bunch of shit to get there. So you need to be mad early, like cut, ever cut your lunch off, wherever you're drinking, cut that shit off at three, be back by four. All right. And now your ass is stuck. I would not even have to imagine how to get back. Speaking of late, uh, uh, straggle daggles aren't the only ones that are late. Apparently Gen Z and the rest of now liberal white women are complaining about being obsessed with time. So let's take you to this one chick right here. And she's going to complain about something, you know, you leave it up to the liberals. They will always come up with a phrase like um, time deficient or time discrimination. Here we go. So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time, you know, and then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job, you know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to. I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that, yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. Well, listen, I mean, we're, listen, I told you we're at the point of no return. We're not, it's not coming back, guys. The ship is sailed. 
we've let feminism was a mistake. Uh, possibly letting women in the workplace is a mistake. They didn't really consider that 30 years, 40, 50 years down the line, they'd have this generation to deal with. So she's calling this time blindness. She has time blindness, blindness, <laughs> which means she cannot be on time. Don't expect me to be on time. And judging me for not being on time is not only a time blind racist, it is misogynist. It is sexist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you can't expect to uphold this type of system of slavery by keeping me on a schedule. I will not be on schedule. So these straggle daggles that got left on the cruise obviously had time blindness. Now you have these, these liberal women talking about time blindness and how it is anti-cap, I mean, anti, how it is a uh, capitalist and um, a white privilege, white male privilege to be holding me accountable out here. <laughs> oh my Lord. So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. This is great. So I'm applying to go somewhere and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time? You know, I have time. They will label anything, anything. This is why these pseudo psychologists, man, y'all got to be thrown away. Any time blindness. Where did you even get that from? Like, how did, how did somebody even come up with time blindness? <laughs> and then the person I was with, interrupted and acted like i was asking something else and then when we were done they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist and if you struggle with being on time you'll never be able to get a job well that's true i mean <laughs> listen this is true i mean you can't be a victim about everything i don't know how what kind of asshole idiot you are but yes if you struggle with being on time because time is money this is how we make this is how you get paid you trade time for money you jackass and yes if you're late you're going to get docked for your pay. Do not play the victim. And then you're going to get fired. <laughs> but these jackasses are out here talking about, hey, man, I'm the victim because I refuse to pay attention to details. You know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, I tried my best to be here. I mean, I, you have to trust me on it. I tried my best. I just couldn't make it. Your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to. I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that. I'm wondering, my question is what, okay, you struggle to be on time. You said there's other solutions to deal with it. Like what, getting fired? Docking your pay? I mean, docking your pay, writing you up, get fired. That's the solution. <laughs> All right, man. Gen Z, man, we're in trouble. And uh, it's going to only get worse because a lot of people can't uh, stand to be calling these people out. Only the righteous can stand it. Next, Dragon and Sniggle, we have a woman who got fired from, uh, speaking of getting fired, we have a uh, female flatback, it is Flatback Friday, flatback plastic surgeon. Oh, boy. I can see that she needs a little bit of work here. Oh, boy. And they start hiding that neck. Oh, my Lord, have mercy, Jesus all right, this is a good from far and a far from good. I mean, from way down here across the street, she looked all right. All right, and then I looked close up, and damn, she weather beaten. Mm. <laughs> all right, so let's get back into it here. Uh, she's a plastic surgeon, and she loses her medical license after she live stream on TikTok. 
Okay, the state medical board of Ohio voted on Wednesday to revoke Catherine Roxanne Graw's medical license after she broadcasts some patients' procedures. All right, so listen, you can't tell me what to do. Right? You can't tell me what to do. And uh, boy, she don't have that blonde hair on her head. She'd be like a troll at this point. But anyway, that's that's why she that's why she dyes her hair. But anyway, let's continue. An Ohio State plastic surgeon lost her medical license. How dare you? Where's the how dare you sound bite? She was like, how dare you keep me in line? How dare you? After the state medical board investigated her for live streaming operations on TikTok and surgical complications reported by patients, the state medical board of Ohio voted at a hearing to get your ass out of here to permanently revoke her, her license. And they fined her $4,500 based on her failure to meet standards of care. At the hearing, the doctors on the board told the doc, known as Dr. Roxy, because it looks like sexy, had previously been cautioned about protecting patients' privacy on social media. They also spoke about her treatment of three unnamed patients who were reported complications from procedures, including one whose surgery Dr. Roxy had broadcasted as a part of her social media. And she went on to say, I can do what I want to do, essentially. Um, going down here just to see if I can get to the bottom line. She said that her husband had left her. Okay, here we go right here. She added, oh, this is her statement. She said uh, that she had uh, reflected on the board's critique over the past years and saw how she had fallen below the board's ideal uh, ideals in multiple ways. She added that she made social media videos because she loved teaching and wanted to explain cosmetic surgery to people outside of the medical field. But as I stand here today, I see how many of those videos appeared silly and unprofessional. Mm. Now you now you see it. She said that her husband had left. All right. Of course, left her ass because of the stress from the situation. Her children had been harassed at school because of the media attention, and she had to fire 20 employees at her clinic. Uh, Roxy's plastic surgeon. Her TikTok account is now private, and it is not clear how many followers she had when she was public on Instagram. She still has more than 100,000 followers. So here you go right here. As you can see, women being held accountable and causing a catastrophe all around. Husband gone, kids being harassed, and she's still like, I don't care. And they say, Yaga, that medical license. And of course, she's been held accountable and held in front of the tribunal court as a result. And that straggle and sniggle theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Coming up next, Dr. Roxy on OnlyFans. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm sure. And somebody's gonna pay to see that old ravaged up body. I mean, that rat, you know, her skin probably look like it's naturally, it's already orange and pink, and it got like the golf dimples in them. You know, that body looking crazy, bro. That body looking crazy. Shout out to her. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Anyway, let's get to some super chats if we have any and then get back to the show. Coming up next, parental alienation. How mothers interfere with fathers. And we have video proof and how the courts go on to not punish the mother. All right. We got uh, super chats. We got uh, savagely hustling. He says, yesterday at work, the so-called boss woman started shuffling after Biden's regime declared Operation Atlantic Resolve a go, he says the equality went out of the window, laughing my ass off, 
hit me with the Undertaker bell. Yep. They're like, oh, we can't go to war. We can't do any of that. Equality's always not, not present when people are getting torn up. My man, Wild Boy says, wish I could join this morning's live stream, but my internet woke up and said, why do I have to work? Why do I have to work? I am sexy. Yeah. I am sexy. A tornado, a tornado came close to Montreal and messed all of us up. As you can tell, man, they they busy with the weather. New, 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 new world. Uh, shout out to you. Glad you're safe over in Montreal. The weather has been acting up and a tiny ship has definitely been tossed. And if it wasn't for the courage of the fearless crew, y'all ninjas would be lost. All right, but uh, anyway, uh, let's everybody stay inside, get the air conditioning going, all right? Let's 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 get that energy grid working up. Y'all out here in Phoenix, burning up, all right? In Las Vegas, burning up. Uh, what is that? Vermont flooding. Y'all ninjas getting tornadoes and smoke from Canada fires. This is crazy. Harp, harp going nuts right now. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> right. If you believe that. Shout out to uh, Ninja Snuggle says there used to be a pro, wait, a pro toot street. Oh, <laughs> he, he diced up the word because you probably can't say it on YouTube, right? You probably can't type that in. So you have to separate it. But he says there used to be a pro street in England called Grape Street. Uh-oh. Grape Street. Uh, have you known to be going there? Mimic the second says gloom and doom 3000 selective reserve and IRR recall to support the Atlantic resolve in Eastern Europe. This is the prelude to a large follow of force. New, 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 new world order. Ladies get on out there on the front line. Um, ninjas, they going to start calling national recall, uh, national guard, coast guard, Ninja, we going? Y'all going? New, 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 new world order. Notorious NIG says, I actually agree with her coach. Her employer should also have time blindness when it comes to issuing her checks on time. I agree. I agree. She's going to be like, can I get my check on time? Yeah. Um, you know what? I got time blindness. Oh. Harem mm. King says, I can fix her coach. Which one? Which one would you want to fix? The, the, the goofy liberal or the plastic surgeon? Which one did y'all want? Which one you want to fix? All right, let's see here. Let's pull it. Let's pull them up. The one said I can fix her. Uh, we'll we'll get to that because that's a common that's a common theme here. There you go. Oh boy, yeah, she definitely a good from far, far from good. <laughs> All right, you ever heard that? He's just joking, by the way. Um, have you ever heard that phrase? Good from far, far from good. All right, I practice that principle. Practice that principle. Okay, if I'm not standing next to the woman, like within twenty feet. If I find her attractive way down there, she probably ugly when you get up close to her. <laughs> All right. Um, or, or if you find that she fits your body, like your body type, you're like, dang, she thick. And you see her and you see her a block away and you like, damn, she thick. When you get up to her, she going to be fat. I mean, she going to be fatter than you thought. It it never fails. <laughs> yep, in the dark nightclubs, you're going to be like, ooh, look at that girl way over there, man. You got to be up on them, bro. You got to be up on them to judge them. 
good from far is usually far from good. All right. So that's normally what you need to say. And so I don't get I don't get amped up. If I see her down the block, I'm going to be like, OK, let me wait. Let me walk right up on her. You know what I mean? Then I look at her and I'll be like, oh, shit. OK, yeah, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> we got Cam in the building. He says, just he says, just pocket this MF. He says, I'll quiet support. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. Who is this in here? Jaria says, what's up for the weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? We back. Okay. We got Jones G says, building better brothers on the daily. Thanks, CGA. And we waking y'all up. And I know I don't do the evening show on Friday, but y'all be simping all weekend after I get done streaming. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Y'all watch me all week, Monday through Thursday at your job sniggling. Y'all be like, get these hoes, coach. <laughs> And then as soon as y'all get out on Friday night, y'all, you be out there. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Where the bitches? <laughs> All right, where the bitches? Where the hoes at? Uh, by the way, YouTube is um taking me off of their partner program. Recently, I've been demonetized, but now I've it's gone even further. So you'll see a numbers drop. You'll see the, uh, the amount of notifications go away. Um, and they've done that for all of my channels that have been demonetized over a year. I did not reapply. So they've taken me off the YouTube partner program, like officially, meaning it's officially terminated. I can reapply, but there's no point. Um, there's no point at this point for many of these channels. And so now you'll probably get less notifications, less, less engagement. There'll be less engagement across the board. So if you are a supporter of this show, you have to understand that I'm always going to be here. I'm always going to be here on the channel and, um, and just cause you didn't get the notification. Don't think that I stopped streaming and whatnot, but that's kind of how they go and all of that stuff. So I still get the best, best. I still get the best support here and other platforms are going to start being touched and all that stuff. And until they get the numbers that I would get over here, I wouldn't abandon over here yet. Cause we still get decent support. All right. But, uh, I haven't been paid on YouTube for over a year. None of my playbacks get any playback uh, money or any of that, but, um, they just notified me of this yesterday, and uh, it is what it is. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. So, you know, this is a long-term vision for me, so I don't just jump off platforms and jump on another one and lose big viewership just to go over here for a couple. All right? It's a long, methodical strategy for content creation for me. I'm in this to win it long-term. So, you know, they can do all of these things. It doesn't mean it's going to discourage me or disappoint me. There's just... I would just flow it and figure it out as I go. All right. But, um, you know, um, I never will abandon a platform to just jump on another one. But I have, if you guys don't know, you guys are starting to say post over here, post over there. I'm already posting over there. So if you're not following me over there, it's your fault. Don't tell me to post somewhere and you're not following me over there. So I'm already on Rumble. I'm already on Twitter. I'm already on Twitch. I'm already on Kick. I'm already on all of these places. Just Follow me over there and it'll be fine. Don't tell me to go over there. I'm already there. So just don't just start naming shit. I'm already over there. So just go over there. The links are in the description box below. All right. No need to name it. I'm already posting there. So uh, the fact that you don't know I'm posting over there shows you how good of a program that they have over there. It sucks over there, but it is what it is. Okay. Um, anyway, shout out to Dion says, what's up for the weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? All right. Um, anyway, 
Yeah, YouTube, you got to post on YouTube regardless. So it's not like you can just stop doing over here. That's suicide. All right. And so I would never do that. I would never. Well, it's self-deletion. I would never stop being over here because this has the biggest audience. But these other places, if you are a supporter of this show, the links are in the description box. There should be no problem for you finding it. Anytime you miss find me and you can't find me, all you got to do is Google Coach Greg Adams and whatever platform you would like me to be on, and you'll find out I'm already over there. All right. So anyway, uh, what do we got over here? We got um, Kevin W. says, hold on for a second. Hey, uh, let's see here. Let me kick this dude off right here. All right. Kevin W says time blindness. He says, you're going to give me, he says, you're giving me a lot of info for my book. LOL. He says, what's good for the weekend. What's up, nigga. What's up for the weekend, nigga. All right. And um, if you're not subscribed to this channel, you're obviously not going to get any, any notifications. What do we got here? We got Kalen. We got Kalen in the building. Uh, he says, Tell me women are lazy without telling me they are lazy. He says so much for wanting to be strong and independent. Yeah, so much. I really don't, you know, they don't want to be strong and independent. Uh, and also, uh, they're actually asking, why are they, Why do they have to work? Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I All am right. Sexy. Mr. A. Egram a. says, Coach, uh, just tell the time girl you struggle with interpersonal comprehension and that she shouldn't discriminate against you. Uno reverse on these bitches all right that's a uno reverse interpersonal comprehension i'm sure they understand that but normally you know they don't like when you use the uno reverse uh, card on them maryland guy has something to say and then we'll get back to the show he says uh hey coach just popping in here i looked up time blindness and it's actually a real term made up by the rapist i mean therapists and the apa when someone with ADHD has an inability to recognize how much time has passed and estimate how long something will take, take me out with the circus music. Man, I've lost all respect for the psychological industry for a long time. I mean, they can't get my respect at all, at all. There's nothing they can tell me at this point. I mean, I've seen too much jokery and fuckery over there. All right. So I have, I have, listen, I have no respect for them, <laughs> right? None. Now, that doesn't mean I can't respect the person from that profession. All right, but I have zero respect for anything that they do over there. Now, look, <laughs> right, because they too busy pandering and shit and trying to make a buck. All right, but it is what it is. All right, they never have anything to say to me that it will make sense. <laughs> anyway, it's just a scam operation for me, but that's my opinion. That's my opinion, and I know a scam when I see one. Uh, we got um, Mark says, long time ninja watching. He says, uh, keep up the great content. Shout out to the coach gang and have a good weekend. Shout out to you. All right. Uh, TJ ship says for life in the building. Yeah. And, uh, Java Cavacito says coach gang get, he says, coach gang got your back. He says on to bigger and better things. Coach gang for life. Yeah. They just be quacks over there, man. Straight up quacks. All right. All right, there's some other quack professions too. Right? There's some other quack professions that I would love to identify, but I'll leave it at that. All right, because just because you got doctor next to your name don't mean shit. All right, just because you got uh, a doctor next to your name. Somebody said, what's the kick link? It is it not in the description box of this stream? Hold on for a second. 
is the kick. It should be automatically in the description box. It might not be. But um, look it up. The Notorious CGA. The Notorious CGA. Let me get back to the show. Parental alienation. When mothers parental, parental alienate. Let me start over. The link is in the description box. It'll literally be there, man. Come on, man. I can't hold your hand. Like, click the description box. Like, you're watching the show. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you're watching the show. Like, click the description box, and it's right there. Like, ninja. Shit. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I can't do the show and look at the show at the same time. Like, click. Where's the description box at? I, I spent all this time putting shit in the description box, and then I can't find it. Like, what? Oh, man. It's right there. Is it not right there? Y'all pissing me off now. <laughs> oh, man, brothers. It says kick. What does it say? Kick link. It says link the kick. All right, come on, man. Let me stop. Let me start over. Hold up for a second. Oh, man. Getting back to the show. Is this the number two? Yes. When mother's parental alienation goes unpunished. Well, we do have one that is punished. But um, here's uh, father's right. Shout out to the father rights guy. Uh, here it is right here. Go, go right here. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> I was going to tell you all how to do it. All right. Uh, check this out. Men have to deal with this with custody exchanges. For some reason in America, Mothers will not acknowledge father's rights. Many women, I would say 80, 90% of women, 80 to 90% of women do not respect father's rights. Okay, meaning that if they break up with the father of their child, they think they automatically get custody of the kids. <laughs> like in their mind, the father has no rights. He has no say. Even if the court tells them over and over again that the father has a right, they don't care. They will still challenge the father's rights. They will still say, nope, I'm keeping the kids. Nope, you moved. I You lose custody. They think in the world of parental rights, the father just loses custody because. Mm. Oh, you move. You lost custody. Um, you got a girlfriend. You lost custody. Um, I caught you smoking weed and you traveled and went on vacation. You lost custody. They think they can just lose fathers lose custody like that. Oh, I'm going to move. I got a new boyfriend. We're moving across the world. You lost custody. <laughs> like, And they will have the courts tell them, you have to drop the kid off to the father for custody exchange. They refuse to do it. They will refuse to do it. And then when they go, and then the father has to go ahead and deal with the custody exchange and deal with his parental rights. The mother just fights, 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 fights. So in our world, in our world, yeah, Mothers think that, oh, you didn't marry me and you had a baby. Well, because you didn't marry me, we broke up. You lost custody. <laughs> That's how they think they work. And then you got to go in and challenge them. It's a slow process. Then they want to take you to child support court. He needs to live up to his responsibility. And then he says, I want to live up to responsibility. I want custody of my kids. They're like, no, just pay the check. It's weird. But for some reason, these women are slow as hell. They get irrational, illogical, and they want to talk about the man cannot, <laughs> right? 
the man cannot have custody of the kid, even on a custody exchange. Let me show you a video right here. <laughs> okay, let me show you a video. Here's a man who shows up for a custody exchange. This is the latest video. I got many, many videos like this. So even on a court-ordered custody exchange, this woman does not want to acknowledge the father's right. And more than likely, she's already poisoned the kid's opinion of the father. So here it goes. It's moving forward. And so uh, it looks like here there's the male, um, the father's in the car. He normally does not want to deal with the woman because he knows the bullshit is about to happen. So he will bring uh, he will bring a parent. He'll bring somebody that thinks he can calm down the bitch. All right. But he tries to mediate. And he's like, look, man, you know, I just want to see my grandkid. And she's like, nope. And what she wants is a confrontation. Yeah, this is child abuse. And guys, when women talk this shit about men abusing child, women and mothers abuse their children 100,000 times more than men to abuse their children. It goes, dude, there's too many, there's too much evidence of this, but we just won't acknowledge this is abuse. So what she wants is a confrontation. She wants the father to come beg this woman to get the child. She wants to embarrass the father. She wants to make the father ask, can I have my child? Which I tell you, never ask her. Never give her the power to ask her for your kids. You just take it up with the courts and let them deal with it. And if they remove your parental rights, tell them all to kick rocks. So here we go right here. The father, the grandfather comes to be a mediator and she says, no. There she is. All right. Oh, she's saying the police has to be present. So this is controlling. This is the controlling nature of the mother. So now she says, no, I'm going to wait till the police are here to exchange custody of the kid. Now, tell me, tell me, why do we put up with this shit? Tell me why the courts don't arrest these people on the spot. Tell me why the courts don't take custody. <laughs> All right. Tell me why. Tell me why. The courts don't take custody of these kids, uh, of these kids away from these mothers. Now, if the fathers do this, if the fathers do this, guess what? We would lose custody of the kid. But now let's go even further on this one right here. Here comes the father. And now here comes the here comes the bitch. There's the father right there. All right, come on, son. Take a look at the take a look at the woman. Take a look. So she's not handing the child. She's not saying, son, go with your father. She's not encouraging the custody exchange. She's not saying, have a good time. I'm going to go fornicate this weekend. Take a look at the woman, the miserable woman. Yes, our taxpayers' money go down the drain for this shit. So now the father's like, okay, come on, son. Check it out. Now, why is that happening? Now you see what's happening now. Why doesn't the son want to go to the father? Now the woman's going to say, well, because... He's scared of him. He's abusing him. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And so now the father's frustrated. He knows he's being recorded. And now because this woman has poisoned the child, more than likely alienating him from the father. Now she's like, well, he doesn't want to go with you. Bye bye. Mm. 
And she's going to go into court and say, hey, this psychologist, this pseudo psychologist said that the kid doesn't want to go with the dad. So I keep custody. He loses. <laughs> right. That's how it works in their head. And guys, this isn't just one mother. This is a lot of mothers. I'm talking about like eight out of 10 of them believe this. And if you think they don't believe it, just wait till you break up with her. Just wait till you break up with her. The mother of your children is going to pull this shit on you and you're going to be shocked. Okay. Um, popping up here. See that? The mom pulled the kid back. The mom can encourage the whatever the child's fear is. The mom can encourage it by not pulling back by saying, come on, son. I have a date tonight. Go with your daddy this weekend. But instead, she pulls the kid back. Okay. All right. So the police officer is there. The police officer is present. And now look at this. This right here is support for the kid's behavior. This isn't calming the kids down. This is a reward. Hey, you're doing good. Keep it up. This is what I need to be recorded. I need this evidence so I can go into court. Okay, guys, this shit is ever. So she's rewarding, soothing the kid, not to calm the kid down. Good job. You're doing good in front of the people. Here we go. Yep. She's reinforcing the behavior. She's enabling the behavior. Here we go. Look at that. Good job. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, soothing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And there's the father right here. And I just want you to notice when I tell you they hate the father more than they love the kids. They hate the father more than they love the kids. This woman has not acknowledged the father one time. This woman has not acknowledged the father. She hasn't so much as looked at the father. She hasn't parted her lips to even acknowledge the father's present. She hasn't, um, she hasn't made or disarmed the father as a potential intimidator or a stranger. Not only that, she's created time distance away from the father so much so that the kid doesn't recognize the father. The father had probably had to fight for this much custody. So she hasn't said, oh, this is your dad. Hi, dad. Hi, father. Thanks for being a good father. Thanks for trying to be present. We live in a culture that says men need to be present. We live in a culture that says children need their father. And then we have women acting like hypocrites doing this, framing him as a deadbeat, preventing custody, making custody changes difficult. And then they say uh, children need fathers. And then they also say, they also say men should step up and date these mothers and be fathers to these kids. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we live in a messed up culture now. If men started going hate and throwing haymakers on these custody exchanges, then it would be different. But it is what it is. I would tell you not to even get involved in that. Unfortunately, look, fathers, this is how fathers have to deal with it. Because he knows and what she knows, what she knows is if he so much as yells at her, if he so much as confronts her, snatches the kid from her arm, if he so much as physically assaults her or yells at him or the her or the child, she's going to use that as evidence and run right back to the court. So he knows he can't do anything about it. He knows he can't call her a bitch, spit on her face, do whatever he wants. He knows he can't do anything. So he has to stand here and eat it for the men who are saying just snatch the kid. Just push her over. Okay. 
Soon as he does that, that would be an assault, and she will be in court tomorrow on an emergency petition. So he knows that. He can't do anything. And as such, he can't even take this to court as evidence of alienation. He would need a lot more evidence. He could go into court and say, look, she's making the exchange difficult. And they're just going to be like, oh, go to mediation, go to this counseling, go to this. They would not punish her for this, which this would be a crime if he did it the other way around. All right. And I'm showing you guys. Yeah, he in a bind. All right. I'm in a bind, Nate. All right. I'm showing you guys how this works. Why a lot of fathers walk away. Why a lot of fathers walk away. They don't de want to deal with this shit. And this is when the woman says, well, now I need child support because you quit. You rage quit it on me. You don't want to be around your kid. You don't want to take custody. You don't want to be here. You don't want to. Now you got to pay because I'm with the kid most. Guys, this game is a being allowed in the system. And you think a couple of purple pill, red pill uh, broadcasters are going to change this. You think a couple of these goofy ass purple pill, red pill broadcasters are going to change this. You're not because the girl code can't be cracked. There's a reason why I'm going to get to this in a minute. I'm going to play some more of the video. Ted's moving forward. All right. And so when the guy quits and says, you know what, man, forget it. I can't, I'm, I can't get any help in the courts. I can't get any help from the mother. I can't get any help from my kids. Your kids are going to turn against you at some particular point because the mother's going to slowly poison the kid over time. Then the kid will start talking bad about you. We see this on the internet. Young, young kids talking bad about their daddies. What they hear their grandmother and their mother say about the father. All right, this is because of this parental alienation, this abuse of children. And then you have even worse cultures, generations of kids that have been parental alienated from fathers. Okay. When this happens, then you wonder why people have an opinion about fathers the way they have them. All right, let's get to the next part right here of a woman actually being held accountable. Excuse me, being held accountable. This is a video of a woman in court, and she probably initiated the case. This is what a lot of these women will do. They'll initiate the case, take the father to court. The father will fight back slightly, and then sometimes the father will win. All right, so this probably is a case right here. Um, sorry for it being so small. It says judge condemns parental alienation by mother. Does he punish her? Nope. No. Does she lose custody? No. Does she get fined? No. Does she pay child support? No. Does she have to give back and, and pay back custody? In fact, you will find that the father still has to pay child support, even though she was condemned for alienation, but she wasn't convicted for alienation. This is why these courts are somewhat of a joke, because they'll admit abuse and do nothing to the abuser. Let's get let's get to it right here. Uh, I, I've seen over and over again what I believe to be absolutely true. Mr. Cook dearly loves his children. Uh, if, if that were the case, he'd have given up a long time ago, given the many, many obstacles that uh, Ms. Spar has thrown in the way over the years, trying to uh, uh, interfere with Mr. Cook having a reasonable parental relationship with his children. All right, so... Here's here's some things that we want to recognize. I know it's small on your screen, so I'll 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 describe what you're seeing if you're listening on the podcast. This is a virtual hearing, which was very common during COVID. 
um, it actually slowed down a lot of cases being brought forth. But what you're seeing on the screen is there's a judge, there's five cameras, there's a court clerk, there looks to be the courtroom, the judge, and then the mother and the father. The mother literally has the kids listening to the court hearing. So there's two kids on the screen with the mother. She looks like she's distraught. The dad is present. If you know, he's present in court. And um, the, the judge is saying, listen, the father's tried. The father's tried to have a relationship with the kids. You're coming in here saying the father should lose their rights, which fathers never lose their rights. The only thing you can lose is custody time. You never you lose your rights as a parent, and any parent who um, unilaterally makes decisions for your children is violating your parental rights. It's a slow process to rehab this. However, the, the judge is acknowledging that the mother has thrown up so many um, hoops and hurdles and obstacles to his reasonable parentage that she is the abuser. Meaning that she's took this man to court multiple times. She's restricted access to custody. She's tried to play the victim. She's used pseudo-psychologists. She's used the courts, the court clerks, the taxpayers' money. She's done everything at the kid's school, in the church, with the parents, with custody exchanges. She's done so many. She's thrown up so many obstacles to his reasonable parentage that she has been deemed the abuser of the child. Okay, this is a guys, this is extremely common. <laughs> all right. Yeah, the court of public opinion, the Internet. All right. This is extremely common. Let's continue. And and frankly, what I'm seeing is. Uh, direct parental alienation by Ms. Spar. Now, check this out. Uh, so now what you're seeing is the father's in tears. This is rare for a judge to confront a woman like this. Let me just tell you, this is extremely rare, rare for a judge to do this in family court. They do it. They don't do it this harsh. Now, I'm going to describe what you're seeing. The mother's distraught and the eldest daughter that is watching with the mother is going crazy. In the background, the the oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's the mom. I don't know who is this right here. This is the mom's stream, but it looks like a daughter is actually losing it in the background because the judge is causing them, telling the mom she fucked up. Let's continue. Uh, she is instilling fear in her children. She is telling them things that they should never need to hear. She is instilling fear in them. Uh, uh, so she's instilling fear in them. She's creating the fear that the father's the bad guy. She's saying the father's the abuser. Don't go with your dad. He's a this. He's a that. He doesn't pay child support. He doesn't do that. And by the way, let me give you guys uh, 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 a bit of fact here. Even if you don't pay your child support, the mother cannot restrict custody from you. I want to tell you this because a lot of men don't know this. Yeah, they're instilling hate into the child. If you are behind two years on child support, the mother still cannot restrict you from seeing the kids, meaning that she can't say no visitations for you because you have not paid your child support. Understand that that is illegal. It's unconstitutional. It's against your parental rights. It is not her job to uphold the court order. 
Neither can a daycare center do that. It is not their job. Neither can a school. So if a school says, hey, you ain't paid your child support. Hey, the mother said you can't see your kids. The school is not the arbiter or her parents or her relatives cannot say you cannot see your kids. They cannot. They have no ability to uphold a court order. The only people who can reasonably is the police. The But the authorities can read the order and then say, as a result of me interpreting this order, I can. Her parents can't. Her cousins can't. Her brother can't. The, the, the daycare center, the school, none of them people can do it. So if you go to a daycare and you, and you go in there and you say, I have a reasonable right to see them um, in my possession and there's a court order that does not di dictate that you can take those kids away from that daycare center now it has to be ironed out be careful and the police will get involved so you better make sure your shit is lined up but this is the type of abuse that we see from women that rarely goes unpunished by the courts and this is probably perhaps the only the severest type of punishment a mother will experience in parental alienation and abuse okay so please understand what your rights are as a father your rights are never removed even if the custody is given 100 to the mother you still have parental rights more than likely if you have legal custody so watch out for these abusers primarily women and they look at the father. He has to be one thing that they do. And I'm just telling you this. One thing that women do is they bring men into court to embarrass them in front of the court. That's all they're doing. They're not. They. um. Here we go. We got somebody says not all women, most women. We're not arguing that we're talking about women bring these cases to court. I'm not I don't care about all or nothing. And I don't care about what the men do. We're. We're listen, when I talk about how wonderful women are, do you invite men into the conversation? Hey, coach, tell how wonderful men are, too. No, when I'm singing women's praises, they want me to stay singing your praises. So don't bring men into this conversation because women are bringing these cases to the court. Men are not. Women are bringing these cases to court 80 to 90 percent. So let's keep the attention on the women because the women need to be the people who are corrected in this world, not the men. The men aren't causing this problem. It is primarily the women. So, yes, in this case, it's all because almost all of these cases are done by the women. So let's sit your punk ass down right now and let's keep it going. Now, back to what I was saying. In this case, what the mother's attempt to do is embarrass the father in court. Painting a picture of the father that is not 100% accurate. So the accuracy of what the woman reports to the court only reflects a small percentage of who that man is. Doesn't tell the man how good he is, how good of a worker is, how he pays his child support, how he does this, how he coaches his kid's team, how he picks them up on time. They never report that. How he buys them computers, clothes, shoes, takes them on vacations, bicycles. He will do all of that. She will report none of that to the court. She would only report the one time he yelled at his daughter. Mm. 
Hey, he yelled at my daughter one time and she takes him in front of these tribunals to embarrass him. That is the sole reason. Because in her world, she wants to embarrass the father. And she cannot do it anywhere else but in these courts. Now, we have to understand that these courts don't know who you are, meaning that they don't know how good of a father you are. They don't know how good of a citizen you are. You're obviously not a criminal because if you were, you wouldn't have any custody. Thus, they can only go on what this woman reports. And trust me, these judges know that these women are full of shit. But this is the imbalance in equity that I don't hear feminists crying about. This is the imbalance in equity in the black community that I don't hear black women talking about. This is the imbalance of the United States woman, uh, the misandry and misogyny that I don't hear women talking about. Of course, when I talk about it, we want to talk about what the men do. We also want to talk about, oh, not all women do this. When we talk about domestic violence, when we talk about sexual assault, rape, when we talk about this, not all women do it, but that doesn't stop them from telling us about the men who do it. All of a sudden, when I talk about this, the four women in the back that don't do it want me to stop and give them a little bit of attention and say not all women do it. Does it matter? It doesn't matter if all women do it, most women do it, or just a few women do it. It's being done. And what are you going to do about it? The reality is most people stand silent and they stand by and they watch it done. They watch their sisters do it. They watch their cousins do it. They watch their coworkers do it. They watch their girlfriends do it. They watch their baby mama do it. You guys are all have blood on your hands on this issue. You, the daycare teachers do it. The public school teachers do it. The police sit by and they watch this done over and over again. And nobody does shit about it. And then when I stand up here and expose this reflection of modern American mother women in here, there's one jackass that wants to talk about how all women don't do it. Everybody's got blood on their hands related to this. It's not just the mothers that need to be held accountable. It is everybody else in these punk ass simps who date these mothers knowing good and damn well this lying ass mother is abusing their kids and restricting custody. And you sit there because she's giving you pussy and you stay silent. This is the reality of the world. I don't care. The courts don't have nothing to do with it. We need to create. We, we need to correct the citizens. We need to correct. Correct the mentality of the people who stand idly by and allow this to happen. The soccer coach does it. The soccer people, the people on the kids' team does it. The PTA does it. Everybody stands around and they watch these fathers get their rights taken away by a bitter baby mama. And that is the truth. So everybody's culpable. Everybody's a part of this. And these attorneys participated in it too. For their own pocketbooks. Now, what else you got to say about that? The churches do it. The pastors do it. Everybody got blood on their hand related to this. So if you really wanted to know, nobody can say they don't have blood on their hands on this one. Everybody's accountable. And if you wanted to fix it and crack the girl code, everybody would start checking these toxic ass baby mothers right on the spot. But guess what? 
you won't. You won't. And you will keep it going. And then you will hope the courts change it because you all are cowards. You all are cowards at the end of the day. That's why nothing in society and the laws are going to change because you're nothing but cowards. And you guys talk shit on the Internet and then you take your punk ass back to regular society and you're nothing but simps. But that's neither here nor there. OK. Mm. All right. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> all right. Here we go right here. Let's get to the next topic. All right. You guys are enablers at best. You enable this to go on to society, your yellow bellies, your spineless cowards. And then you think somehow the laws are going to change because you sit back and support a politician or you guys want to march down to the family court. What you guys need to start doing is holding these toxic baby mothers accountable. And no, you don't just say, well, the men do it too. hold the toxic baby mothers. Accountable, and then you might see a change. But until then, good luck. New, 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 new world order. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> if you really wanted to know how I felt about it, I just hate these cowards that sitting around here. When I start flaming these mothers, all of a sudden you wanted me to take the tension off of it. Well, men, what about the men? The men make up a small amount of these situations. <laughs> Anyway, what do we got here? <laughs> we got Tinder. What have I been telling you about Tinder? What have I been telling you about Tinder? I've been saying most of these dating apps are a waste of time. One of the things I said is that there are a lot of people just looking for attention on Tinder. I've also said there's a lot of people in relationships already on Tinder. Now, check this out. There's a media article that is going to report this. Doesn't mean it's true. I'm just going to report what they're reporting. And they're going to report this. That most, and not most, many on dating apps are already in relationships or aren't seeking actual dates. I've been telling you that. I've been telling you that. They're going to come with boosts and numbers, but this is something we already knew. But a lot of men don't know this. They're just there looking to monkey branch. They're just there to seek a little bit of attention. They're just there to see if they still got it. They're just there, so forth and so on. And this is men and women. And it says, hopeful swipers looking for their next partner on a dating app have grown increasingly disillusioned in recent years. And a new study reveals the potential root of their difficulty. Many dating app users aren't seeking romantic meetups at all. Okay, here we go. Half of nearly... 1,400 Tinder users surveyed say they weren't interested in actual finding, actually finding dates. According to research published last month, nearly two-thirds reported that they were already in relationships and some were married while they were using the app. Okay, Been telling you, man. Many of the there's going to be men in here as well. But many of the women, they're just looking for attention. They're just looking to see. They're just curious. Many of them are minors. Many of them are minors, especially the women. I've actually showed you improved and showed you evidence of this and giving you testimony to tell you. Many, uh, there's a lot of minors on dating apps. They have smartphones too. They have the ability to sign up for Tinder too. Some of them are just cur curious, all right? Um, they're not looking for anything. They're just curious. It says right here, the research, ask participants age 18 to 74 
recruited throughout online advertisement, a variety of questions about their motivations for using Tinder and the numbers of matches and dates they have, as well as psychological measures such as loneliness and self-esteem. They then study participants' self-reported, self-reported level of satisfaction with the app, all submitted through an online questionnaire. It says many chose to stay active on dates on the dating app, even if they aren't looking for dates or hooking or hookups for the same reasons they use social media. Okay, so they got a relationship. Many times they met somebody online. Even when they meet somebody online, they're still swiping. Now, I I actually, I actually, I actually, um, yeah, it's a kind of monkey branching. I actually caught a mate doing that. I was dating a girl and uh, we decided to get official. Okay, so we decided to go official. Now, she inadvertently sent me something like an article or something from a from a dating app, one of the dating apps that we used, which she can only get that information if she was on the dating app. Watch. Now, when she sent it to me, she sent it to me to kind of joke about it. She was like, hey, check this out. At that point, we were four months down the line in our committed relationship, right? So when she sent it to me, I immediately was like, where did you get that from? <laughs> right? I'm like, where did you get that from? And she, whoops, I got it on the dating app. And I was like, interesting. Interesting. So you're still on there when we weren't supposed to still on there. And so that was another indication of these people be keeping many oars in the fire. These people still checking the app. These people still responding to messages. These people still going on dates. They never got off. They never got off. And so this was probably back in 2016. So understand, or 2015 or something like that. So understand, guys, just because you're in a committed relationship and your girlfriend, boyfriend, and you're dating and you're somewhat exclusive doesn't mean they don't use the app anymore. And this research is proving it. This research is proving it. I figured that out back then, and I've been warning you of this. So let me repeat it. Many choose to stay active on dating apps, even if they aren't looking for dates or hookups for the same reason they use social media, the study found. The platform, the platforms have become similar sources of entertainment and social connection while providers use uh, providing users with a confidence boost that comes with collecting likes and matches. I've called dating apps similar to a card game. All right. I've, I've called it a card game and people have been confused as to why I call it a card game. And I said, it's much like any one of these games that you play. And basically they give you a stack of cards. So what you're doing is doing like this. Say you held a stack of cards. And you see the number and you flip it like this, left, right, left, right, left, uh, right, right, or whatever direction, right? You're just doing like this to the cards. That's essentially what a dating app is. So you're doing like this to the cards and then hoping that whichever way you throw it, if you throw it the right way, that that card turns into money. Oh, there's a match. So there's an incentive to keep playing this game because of the endorphins and all of the reward systems that, oh, look at this. I like that card. Let me see. Well, what's the possibility? Oh, wow, there's actually a match. Oh, boy. So it's basically like a card game. 
and that's what they give you is a deck of cards and then with people's faces on them and you just go left right left right and then hopefully the ones that you like match and people get addicted to it they get addicted to it so they get into marriages they get into dates and exclusive relationships but they can't get they can't li- they can't leave the card game right it's an addiction they're addicted to it and they're curious so this is what this article is pointing out says right here, study co-author, which is, uh, is it Garmo? Something. Germano? Germano Vera Cruz, a data scientist and professor of psychology. Somewhere in France said that the dynamic results in a game of, in a game of deception, it says right here, those who genuinely want real life connections have a lower probability of finding success, he said, because fewer users are there with the same objective. Dating apps are a, uh, they're not a waste, but I would not take them seriously. Says right here, some people feel deceived with the use of dating apps because every time you have a new platform, people think they might find, uh, really find someone. And then people go from platform to platform, but every time they are there, they are not satisfied. I want to see if they have some numbers here. Uh, a Pew Research study in 2020 reported that online dating left significantly more in the United States feeling frustrated than hopeful. People have also unleashed their frustrations online with social media showcasing no shortage of posts from users lamenting their dating experience and so forth. So my my true advice, especially for men, is really think that it's mostly a game. And if any legitimate women are on dating apps, some of them are looking for romance, but they're more looking for a savior. The really true attractive women on there obviously have access to the top tier percent of men in the real world outside when their ass touches grass. They don't need the dating app, but sometimes they can use them as a distraction, a cure to boredom and or a sense of, hey, I'm addicted to this. I want to see how much people love me. It is not uncommon that the average looking woman you know has thousands of matches thousands and i've broken down videos of people exposing that and many of these women will say i don't even i got thousands of matches but none of them are good enough <laughs> right thousands there's a video i showed you of a brother here that um you know i can't oh i forgot his name listen i know his name but i forgot him but anyway He's interviewing a very, very basic woman, and they're go- he's going through their dating apps, and she had thousands of matches. Anybody give me his name? Hold on for a second. I should acknowledge his name and respect his name. Put some respect on his name. Um, I wasn't. I gotta go to my. I gotta go to my Instagram and see if I can uh, pull him up here. You know me with names. I know his name, but I can't think of his name. All right. And if I have time, I will actually go ahead and show you the video where he sat next to a girl, went through her phone. And she had many, many matches and she was doing nothing with them. She was doing nothing. Oh, she was also fornicating with many of them. Not, not all of them, but she was like, okay, she would select the one and she'll go have sex with them. So that was one of the problems here. Yeah. Austin Dunham. Shout out to Austin. All right. As you can see, I have bad memory recall. <laughs> I have bad memory recall when it comes to name. Uh, Austin Dunham. Let me see if I can pull up his uh, video here. Austin Dunn women on dating apps. Shout out to him. He's a he's a fitness trainer, and he does some red pill type knowledge uh, videos. But he, yeah, let me see here. Oh man, I can't find it. 
is probably buried deep, 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 deep into his uh, YouTube algorithm. And that's his voice right there, if you heard it. Oh, man, I wish I could find the video. He has so, He's pretty popular, so it's going to be very difficult to find the video. But he was sitting to a very basic uh, mulatto girl, and she had thousands of matches. Okay? And she was, she was attractive, but she was very basic. So, anyway, I don't think I'll be able to find it. Let me see if I can find it by popular. Nope, I won't be able to find it. And I don't want to hear his voice in the damn background. What, what the hell is this shit? Okay, yeah, I won't be able to find it. So, anyway, let's get back to the show. Get back to the show. What are we doing here? Oh, relationships are dead, according to this female comedian. Female comedian. Um, this female comedian happened to be somebody we talked about and somebody shared one of her videos. This female comedian is, in fact, um, the boy, the girlfriend of, uh, what is his name? Adam Carolla. This is Adam Carolla's girlfriend. All right, and so she came up, and I think one of the members of the coach gang, and I'm not trying to give her free attention, so I'm trying to get her name blocked out here. But this is Adam Carolla's new girlfriend after his recent divorce. His recent divorce resulted in a $47,000 a month child and spousal support payment. So it sounds like, you know, one thing that I've actually tried to discourage here is that if I share something, don't go make another person famous. All right, so I'm not trying to give these people a platform, especially they didn't support me financially either. You know, it's just what men do. You know, I put a pretty girl on here. I put a fat gordita on here. I put something on here and y'all go follow her. Sad. Y'all go send her money and then won't donate no money to me. But that's that's how men work. And this is why men will never crack the girl code. Ninjas won't send me $2 and you'll be over there following her, liking her pictures and shit. All right, sending her money to her OnlyFans and all that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, this is Adam Carolla's girlfriend. Um, listen to how she what she talks about here. Let's see if I can play the audio. Here we go. Relationships are hard. This is her being funny, by the way. Relationships are hard. Okay, it takes a lot of work. I'm dating a new guy. We're already going through it. I guess what you could compare the problems we're having to is uh, what happened to Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. If you don't know who they are, don't worry. I'm going to walk you through it. They were Hollywood's golden couple. Okay? Anna Ferris, really cute, petite, blonde, always on some hit TV show. When she started dating Chris Pratt, he was just a chubby, insecure, supporting actor. All right, so that was the setup. It's gonna take a little bit of time. It's a lengthy video. You got to do the setup just to give you an just to give you an idea. If you can't hear it, she's saying a uh, top actress, a woman that had power, a you go girl woman, started dating Chris Pratt, which he is a member of the Coach Gang. Shout out to him. Um, she started dating him, and he was chubby, insecure, and whatnot, meaning that she had dominance on, over him. Now, listen to what she's saying, and I want you guys to really key in on this part of the on this part of the, the conversation, because what you're going to hear is why you ninjas can't crack the girl code, because you think that women don't think like this. Now, she's using jokes, but I want you to clue clear uh, uh, clue in to what she's saying. Here we go. Then he cut out carbs, started lifting weights, became a living man. I saw that divorce coming from a mile away. <laughs> Ladies, let me teach you something. If you're going to date down, 
You got to keep that motherfucker down. Okay, so um, this is where we are in society. Listen, people are going, it's just a joke. This, is, this isn't a joke. Okay, so she said, if you're going to date down, this is the black community. I mean, by the way, this is the black community. If you're going to date down, keep that mother effort down. You had an insecure, fat, chubby guy that you could control. He lost weight, stopped eating carbs. Then he became the leading man. All right, so keep him down. Watch, watch the next part of it. She has more to say. This is Adam Carolla's girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> now, the response to that was, woo, girl power, right? Now, the reason, one of the reasons why we can't crack the girl code is just you believe women don't think like this. You be like, women don't really think like that. They, they just joking. But you really severely underestimate women. I don't know why men underestimate women. I think I know why. Because you can beat them up. All right. You can beat them up and you can just, you know what I mean? They can't, they got a glass jaw, right? If you needed to, you could grab their collar. So you think that because you're physically stronger and mostly physically superior than them, that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what they say, but you're completely wrong. And this is why men can't crack the girl code because you don't understand that their manipulation tactics have evolved over millennia. They know how to do things that don't need strength. They know how to get your punk ass by just spreading their legs. They know how to get you by just going, hold on for a second. I'm just a poor little frail woman. Drop a tear. And they can get the position of authority just like that. They don't need to beat you up. They can get somebody else to do it. <laughs> okay, come on. They know they can get another man to beat them, beat you up. They don't need to beat you up. So this is why men never crack the code. They don't understand manipulation. And a person can be in power just by being manipulative. Look at Joe Biden. I mean, just Joe Biden, perhaps. He portrays a frail, old, little, bumbling old man. But I don't believe that act. That's an act. That is an act. That dude knows what he's doing. That dude is vicious. He's a, he's like an old crime boss. All right. There was actually an old mafia crime boss that when he went out in public, he would dress like he was mentally unstable. He, his hair will be disheveled. He wears slippers and a robe and he'd go outside. He have somebody walking him and he'd go outside for his daily walk looking disheveled. And then when he go back inside, he run in a crime family, <laughs> right? What's that guy's name? Vinny the chin. Dude, that is smart. Like, that's what women do to you. Vinny the chin. <laughs> Let me pull him up just so you guys know who I'm referencing right here. Vinny the chin. So that's what, that's what Joe Biden does. Let me see if I can find him in his robe. Here he is right here. I got a couple of pictures of him. Thank you for the uh, brothers who know what I'm talking about because I'm trying to teach so you guys know. All right, this is Vinny the chin. So he would go outside like this. Right. He would go out in a robe. Let me see if I could get him in his robe. Look, he has somebody walk him. Look, he go outside like this. All right, man, I'm sick. I'm old. <laughs> I'm senile. Let me pull, blow it up right there for you. And then the, the, the FBI, they was investigating him. And he wanted to appear like I'm just an old, frail old man. Look where he at. I'm just an old man with my priest. 
And that's what Joe Biden does. Joe Biden does that. Look, I just I'm just the old man. I'm out here in my robe, in my robe. I, I'm nobody. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. I'm just a senile old man. Right. So that's what women do to you. All right. They do this to you. I'm just a little old woman. I'm just a little old woman. Let's go back to the other one. This is why you won't crack the code because you'll I, I'll get to it. You believe oh, women ain't going to do that. Why We ain't got to worry about them. I, I'm going to just run game on them. I'm going to get to that in a minute. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But take a look at her posture now. What you will find is look at the posture now. The posture now, chest out, shoulders back, chin up, looking like I got the power. See, you think this is all a game. You think this is all a game. Oh, coach, you're reading too much. You have to start realizing this is why the laws don't change on you. This is why society keeps going left because you're underestimating them. All right, let me continue here. Let's go, let's go ahead here. And of course, she's getting support for this message. Here we go. All right, so you hear this. He's talking back. He makes more money than me. Now he's talking back. Guys, you guys, listen. I've been in very private councils with women, uh, been in close quarters with women where there were no men around. This is how they talk. They're like, oh, I'll train them. I'll get them right. I know what to do. Or they'll offer advice. Girl, what you need to do is you guys have been a part of families where the men separate over here around the grill. You guys separate over there playing spades and bid whisks. And the women go into a corner in the kitchen and big mama and mamas and the auntie's whole court over all the nieces and all the women in the family. And you don't see it because your ass is dumb. And they be in there holding court for about 15, 20 minutes. Girl, hey, here, act like you stirring these potatoes. Act like you doing this. Act like you pouring milk in here. Act like you baking that pie. Acting like you making that crumb cake over there. And then your dumb ass come and look and go grab a beer. And they're like, all them women in there cooking. Yeah, they cooking y'all asses. They in there plotting. They in there telling them women, don't put up with that. Don't do this. Don't do that. They moving that shit around like chess pieces around your goofy ass. And you sitting in there thinking that I got my girl in check. This is what we have to accept in order to move forward. If you think you're getting over on them, you're not. I got these girls in the kitchen and they in there cooking my shit up. Yeah. They cooking you up. All right, Ninja. They cooking you up. <laughs> all right. Don't think they're stupid. See, the one mistake that we make about women is we think they're dumb. Okay, they can be kind of goofy, okay? They goofy as hell, but they're not dumb. Because they're physically less um, equal to us, we think that also means they're stupid. And that is why you don't crack the girl code. They are not stupid. They might act stupid a lot of times, but they are not when it comes to manipulating men. Mm. <laughs> okay? And they're very patient. This is why they can take you to court five, ten times to get what they want. You, on the other hand, want an immediate result. You don't want to spend the time. You don't want to waste the time. You don't want to be distractive. Distractive. Somebody said they're dumb. They're dumb because it's a man's world. If the world was designed around them, which is becoming it, 
they are smart. They're not dumb. They're not dumb. They're only dumb in situations that we create, <laughs> right? Remember, it's a man's world. They're only dumb to the shit that we're smart about. They're not dumb when it comes to social games. Please. Okay, people like they're dumb. They're dumb when it comes to driving a car that a man designed. Yeah. They're dumb when it means to obey traffic laws that men created. Yeah, they don't make no, they don't have no common sense when it comes to shit that we have an advantage over. <laughs> That's they can become real dumb over that. But when it's dumb over some shit they got going on, no, they're not dumb. And we first have to first again, remember, the first stage is admitting. Remember, the first stage is denial. If you keep denying it, they're going to keep manipulating your ass. What we're experiencing is a social manipulation. They have manipulated society over 150 years. And we're so dumb that we think it's going to change because Kevin Samuel shows up. Think about it. If people want to talk about who's dumb, it's the men. <laughs> okay. And until you admit it, we will never crack this shit. You think you guys are so dumb. They socially manipulated us over 50 years, got to this point, And we like, here we go. Here we go. We're going to fix this shit. <laughs> We're the dumb ones because they have the advantage. And until you admit it, we will never crack the girl code. All right. This isn't saying they're superior. This is saying they have an advantage over us that we haven't cracked yet. And it's because of our arrogance in dealing with them. Trust me, we're arrogant in dealing with women. We think we got them, but they got us. Here we go. Let's get into it. Here we go. Here we go. Now, that phrase is something that I use. Did you hear that? You can barely hear it over the laughter. She said his confidence got so good that he started taking pictures and selfies of himself. And then she said he started standing up to pee again. You think they don't know? You think they don't know? You think I'm you think do you think that that what I'm telling you they don't already know? You think that I'm demonetized for some other reason? It's because I've cracked the cold. He's even stood up to pee again and they laughed. So anytime you've had a woman ex, um suggest that you sit down to pee, that wasn't to keep the pee quiet cuz your mothers have done it, single mothers have done it. Your wife has done it. If you have kids that she doesn't want to wake up, how come you can't sit down to pee? They've actually tried to get trans people to come into your bathroom and vice versa. They've actually tried to get no urinals so everybody can pee in the sit-down position. They've actually said scientifically it's better for men to see pee and die. And this is quite a progression of manipulation tactics to get you to submit. And you guys won't admit it. You guys won't admit it. You guys will be like, nah, nah, nah. And I'm like telling you, in order to crack the girl code, you have to understand that this isn't about equality. It's never been. It's about superiority. They'll get it. 
and they've been getting it. They've been getting it. I'm going to get into this conversation here a little deeper now. Ladies, don't you like it a little deeper? Don't you like it a little deeper? Oh, we're going to get deeper. I'm going to hit that bottom, ladies. Ladies, I know how to hit that bottom. So stay in here. We're going to get a little bit more deeper into the conversation because we're going to talk about this, why men are losing the game. And game is going to be important here. Why men, why you have a sense of we need to correct this shit. And you see us progression is going from Western civilization is now going to Middle East and, and Asia. You see the birth rates declining. You see marital rates declining. This is all intentional. We're going to hit that bottom today. Okay. We're going to hit that bottom. I'm going to give you every reason why you guys will, guys will not get on board to get together to stop this shit. Okay. Let's get to these super chats, contributions, and all of that so we can have the voices be heard of the coach game. What are we doing here? Shout out to Anthony Allen says blessings on you, coach, and have a good weekend. Thank you, brother. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? We got savagely hustling says I go through this every time I pick up my son and he even calls out his mother the, uh, for causing the scene. He says, like you said, causing early drama and damaging their kids. And uh, and when it comes to these mothers that do this, it's a it's a deliberately long, slow um, abuse. Like, men, if they abuse kids, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yell, hit, like it's immediate. And then it's pretty much over. When women do it, they do it over years. They take decades to do it. They're, they're very patient. They're very patient people. But what will happen is the kids will be complying with the mother because the abuse seems very small, right? Because she's not yelling at them. She's not hurt. She's not physically assaulting them. So it's just a little bit of abuse. And the kid just waves it off. Stop, mom, stop. Until the kids stop saying stop. And then the kids participating. The kid ignores it. What that is called is emotional terrorism. So the kid ends up complying by ignoring or just saying like, well, dad, just not. No, I won't challenge mom. No, I won't ask mom if I can come see you. No, I won't ask mom if you can take me to dinner. I won't ask mom. And so now they're complying instead of because if they challenge her, they know she's going to emotionally manipulate them. Oh, why do you want to see your dad? Why do you want to go with him? Why don't you want to go with us? We're going to go to Disneyland instead. I already had plans. And so that that abuse tends to be that the kid is emotionally caged because he knows the terrorism is going to come. If he challenges, so he'll stay in a prison of emotions to the mother instead of challenging the mom. He'll just ignore and withdraw. That is abuse. That is abuse. And husbands do this as well. Well, happy wife, happy life. Instead of challenging her, he's experienced so much abuse that he's now in her emotional cage and he doesn't challenge anymore. He says, if I say this, it's going to piss her off. If, he, if I say this, I'm going to have to sleep on the couch. If I say this, I'm going to have to sleep in the man cave. If I say this, she's going to be mad. Don't say that. You're going to piss her off. See, that's all part of abuse. Your kids will experience this as well. And then eventually, they'll see it the mother's way. Because the father will withdraw. The father won't challenge. The child won't challenge. The police, the judges won't challenge. And then the everybody will withdraw. 
And then the mother will say, see, he don't love you. See, see, he don't love you. Yeah, death by a thousand cuts. See, he don't love you because if he loved you, he will be doing this. And then what happens? The kid be like, yeah, he would be doing this. But he's not doing it. They be like, see, because he, he really don't love you like I love you. See, he really ain't paying attention to you. Yeah. Dude, this type of stuff is why you guys have to understand that that women are very, very intelligent and crafty when it comes to social manipulation. This is why they can take 150 years to get what they want. This is why a whole generation of women can die for the future generation of women to get in the position they need to. But no, you want it. You want to win the race now. Men want to win now and get women in line now. It's too late. It's too late. We're behind. <laughs> We're behind. This is why your great-grandmother and your grandmother told your mother and your wife, current wife and kids, don't let these men do this. And that was 50 years ago. They was 50 years ago that your grandmama told these girls. And then when you seen Nana, Nana was like, oh, come give Nana some sugar. Oh, I love my boys and my family. You guys are the men. You guys are the real leaders out here. You going out there and leave, going out there. And I'm going to just tell these women to get in line for you. And then when you leave, she's like, don't listen to these dirty ninjas. <laughs> don't, don't fall behind. Don't give up your life for these dirty, shiftless, ass, lazy ass ninjas. But you guys won't see it. Guys refuse to see it. You can still think women are dumb. This is why you don't crack the girl code. Look at the guys that were, look at the guys that were pimps. Look at the guys that were the so-called guys that kept women in check. What ended up happening to them? They shit fell apart from within. Subversion from within. Once the woman got enough time and enough evidence and enough uh, proof and enough information from the inside, because you was feeding it to them, they end up turning your ass inside down. It's, it's, <laughs> It wasn't the authorities that turned you up upside down. It was the agent of the state. It was the woman that provided the information to flip your ass over like a hamburger. <laughs> All right. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waking you guys up. I'm giving y'all facts that they don't want you to have. Okay. But let's continue thinking they're dumb. Shout out to my man, E. Lie in the building with the co-sponsorship in the building. Let me see what I got for you as a sound effect. I'm he says, I finally caught a live day show. He says, because I work at nights and consume your content while at work. Keep up the great work. Shout out to you. Shout out to Mr. Albert says, fellas, you can't bet that woman. He says, you can. I think you mean you can. You can bet that woman all you want. Every baby mama is capable of turning into this bitch. Indeed. Yep. Indeed. Bitch. All you of bitch. them. I mean, because it's not that they will, it's that they can. Shout out to Soldier for God says, no sex for me for life. He says, only way to protect my seed. Shout out to you. Al L says, this poor kid in the video will grow up to become that simp who just said, not all women do this. Damn school. Yes. Mm. Okay. But not all women. And his mother did it to him. DJ says, another one for the anointed one. She's CGA on fire. Okay. I'm here for you. I'm here for you, brothers. Shout out to Lionheart says, you are correct, coach. These punk simps need to be checked first. He says, these weakling purse holders. And um, and he says, it's mainly their fault that females are thriving. Thank you. Yeah, because they'll say not all women. 
And I said, it's irrelevant. We're not talking about all women. It's not even necessary to talk about if this applies to all women. That's one of the cracks that you fall for in, in your inability to crack the girl code. Now, I'm going to ask you again. I'm going to say this to you again. For anybody that says not all women, watch this. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby on trial. Does Has all men did to women what they're accusing Bill Cosby of doing? Nope. No. Does that stop other women from making other women aware of what possibly can happen to them? Hasn't stopped them. Not all, not one woman has ever said, well, not all men does what Bill Cosby does, <laughs> right? Not one. When a man assaults, kidnaps, kills a woman that he met on a dating app, assaults her, gets her drunk, they report it on the news. Then every woman on a dating app will proceed to say, I need to set up these boundaries so I don't become a victim like this woman. That's her saying all men have the potential to do that. So I must protect myself. She never said, well, not all women will do it. So I'm going to treat you as such. No, they treat you and set up boundaries based on one person. And you follow and try to make her comfortable because of what one man did. In essence, when I tell you this, it is not even necessary to even bring up the fact if all women do it or not. It's not even relevant. It doesn't matter. I'm not indicting all women. I'm saying what these women do could be done to you similarly to what Bill Cosby has done to other women allegedly. And thus, it is okay to set up boundaries related to this. So when people say not all women, that's a distraction. Because they're trying to say that I'm trying to say that so they can just step out of line. Well, you're not talking about me, so I don't have to worry about that. No, we are talking about you. <laughs> okay? I don't care if you don't want to think I'm talking about you or not. I'm talking about you, period. Because you not only can do it, you probably will do it. And thus, we need to set up boundaries around it. Because not in the history of time have you heard not all men. You never heard it because it doesn't matter. Whatever they're telling you doesn't matter if all men will do it. It's that all men can do it, period. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. MC Hamster, he says, men want sex. XXs want your manhood. That's from Patrice O'Neill. JC says, I can't pee sitting down because my junk touches the water. <laughs> oh, man. Pause. Oh, the humanity. All right. We're going to get to it in a minute, man. I ain't even done with this show. We got G Money in the building. I finally moved. I'm finally moving away from my depressed narcissist ex. Congratulations. Get far, far away. Shakim in the building. Shakam is in the building. Shout out to you. The Empire Podcast says, why don't men want to take women back to their place? Why don't men want to take women back to their place? I'm not sure. Um, there, there's people feel that uh, they're, they're vulnerable. Frodo Bagum Young says best workouts split for massive gains time. <laughs> All right. 
time. Uh, always remember when you see a bodybuilder on the internet, remember they've worked out for years. All right, so don't think that they took weeks. Time. Shout out to No Government AMBH is in the building. Miguel says, check out the movie Zipper Lawyer with escorts. Zipper Lawyer. I think I might have seen that. Shout out to Mike Bell paying my dues. Thanks for the continued education in the building. This is the education, the best edutainment. All right. Shout out to 3D Venture Group in the building here. And uh, Mike says, just take my money. You deserve it. Free agent lifestyle for life. All right. Um, we got all of those brothers on there. Did I get him? I did get him over there. So let me see here. Let me see here. Thank you for the contributions. We have Swag Daddy. I used to be, I used to be to work on time until that same manager didn't give me the full-time position. I came, I, I think there's a period there. I came after I not calling for the 90-day probation and even showed up early and still hired someone off the streets. Now I kind of don't give a F and every other employer has to deal with it. All right. So that's why you're showing up late. Shout out to Mark. He says, long time ninja watcher. Keep up the great content. Shout out to the coach gang. Have a great weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? All right. Um, uh, always be ready to leave certain positions. So if they're, you're not getting what you want from it, especially if you're under five, 25, if you're under 25, never stay more than five years at any position. Unless you're thriving in that environment. All right. Be ready to move and be willing to move. Your power as men is the power to walk away. That's your number one power. Shout out to Ricardo says, I found you years ago. Um, and he says that if you go to online dating, wait, that if you go online to date women, it will only hurt your self-esteem. Yes. It's a self-esteem crush for a lot of men because men take online dating seriously. All right. And I, if you find yourself arguing with women on online dating apps, you're feeding into them. You're actually losing. All right. Shout out to no government name. You're right. When you say many men are suffering in marriages, I'm stuck with a straggle with mental health issues and two young kids under the age of five because I don't want to lose my house retirement accounts and deal with the fleecing of the family court. I'm counting down the days to when I become a free agent. Worst mistake I ever made. Wish I could have found you before I messed up my life. Marriage is an institution just like jail and public school. Stay free agents, gentlemen. Coach never lies. A lot of married men right now would leave right now if they didn't have a penalty for leaving their marriage. All right. A lot of married men, not all, a lot of married men would leave right now if they didn't lose their house, time with their kids and or money. They would leave right now, right now. If they had an amnesty on marriages and divorce, they would be gone. <laughs> right? It would not look back. That's how bad marriage is in America. Some people will take the penalty. All right. Shout out to Maryland guy says, hey, coach, just popping in. I looked up. Oh, already got that one already. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Maryland guy. All right. Let me get back to the show because I got some cooking to do because we at the main event at the two hour mark. Shout out to you, man. It's, it's time to cook. And guys, most of this is going to be cooking men. Pause. Going to be cooking you men. Because you guys actually think you're going to change society. Uh, when you looked at the Kiki Palmer situation, which they keep shoving in men's face. Have you noticed that? And I saw a YouTube uh, Instagrammer make a video insinuating such as the slow mental breakdown of the authority of men in their households. He started off kind of with Russell Wilson and Sierra. Men have been talking about 
that dynamic relationship for a long time in which they seem to be a power couple, but they're nowhere near. It seems that Russell's the simp and it's probably nowhere near that, but there's something curious going on. People can't put their finger on it. However, that's the goal relationships for a lot of people. They talked about Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Men are very uncomfortable with it, but they trying to make that as an equal partnership. But even Gabrielle Union saying ah, that facade is starting to crack. OK, then they shove in the Megan the Stallion situation, Megan the Stallion, Tory Lanez type of situation. She's completely an idiot, drunk off her ass. He's fornicating with multiple women. He's creating chaos. He's trusting these women. It gets out of hand and so forth and so on. Then he starts talking about a variety of relationships in which they're pushing in front of you and they're taking the authority away from the man slowly but surely. We see with Jonah Hill and it's like, hey, you can't tell us how to dress. Even though I'm your baby mother, even though I'm your girlfriend, even though I'm your wife, you can't judge me. You can't do these things. They're slowly stripping it away. And it's more like it's like an MK Ultra experience. It's like they're just just ever so slightly over a period of years, just weakening you. It's just a weakening you here and there. And men start to accept it. Men start to argue it. And these things like these people are pretty much not important. Kiki Williams or Kiki Palmer. I couldn't point her out in the crowd if you actually paid me. Okay, I even call her a wrong name. You even had the other Ebony Williams situation. Do you see that these conversations are being had and had and had? And slowly, the weak people, the 85%, the deaf, dumb, and blind, keep falling for it, hook, line, and sinker. And then you argue about it, and the arguments go absolutely nowhere, so much so that the next time it comes up, the men is put in an ever so increasing weaking, weak, weaker position. Now you can't tell your spouse or your partner how to dress with our whole booty cheeks hanging out. Now, I actually agree with it because he doesn't have any leverage there. That's what the point that they're making as well. And I say, guys, leverage and options is everything for a man. Your ability and power to walk away is everything. Once you give up leverage, it's a wrap. And many men are willing to give up leverage and they're weakening the game. You give up leverage to a group of people who say who you believe are weaker or societally not equal. I hear this conversation when um, Becky Hammond came up. So Becky Hammond is a uh, women's basketball player, former women's basketball player, basketball coach. When she comes up, people say she deserves a coaching job. Now, they're not talking about a coaching job for women. She certainly deserves that. They say she deserves a coaching job in the NBA coaching men. And I say, why? Why does she deserve one? There's many male basketball players that have been assistant coaches, Sam Cassell, that has never been an NBA head coach. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has never been an NBA coach. And he's he was the all-time leading scorer. Why does she deserve a coaching job over those longtime assistants? These men have won championships in the league and they can't get a head coaching job. Why does she jump in front? Well, that's because weak men start pandering that bullshit because they believe women have to be given equality. You don't realize that that is just the first step. Yeah, Patrick Ewing hasn't been given an NBA coaching job and he was the first pick of all time. So my he was the number one pick of all time. Uh, I'm not uh, in 1985, not of all time. He was the number one pick in the 85 draft. No NBA coaching job. So I'm going, why are you pushing that? And that's a push of weakness because you're saying that the woman is weak inherently. 
and you believe by giving the, the coaching opportunity is going to equal the playing field. But you do not understand that that is just the first domino to drop. In the game of manipulation, in the game of manipulation, Trojan horse is real. So once you open the gates to the Trojan horse, now all the other conversations are going to come up. He says coaches don't, he says goats don't coach, only role players do. False. Patrick Ewing was an assistant in the NBA. He couldn't get a job. He wanted one. He couldn't get it. Kareem was an assistant in the NBA. He wanted a job, couldn't get one. So these men wanted a head coaching job. So that is actually false. These men wanted the job. They served as assistants for periods of time. They couldn't get it. So that is false. Bill Russell actually was a player coach. So he was a coach. So they wanted the job and couldn't get it. So it wasn't, that's false. So let's get back to the conversation. Sam Cassell, he was a great player. He's a longtime assistant with the Clippers. He can't get a job. So anyway, coming back. The Trojan horse, once you open the conversation up, oh, she deserves a chance to coach. Once she coaches, what's going to happen next? Anybody? Anybody? Let's say they hired her tomorrow. Let's say they hire her tomorrow. What then happens next? <laughs> okay. What's going to happen next? You already know what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next is discrimination uh, assault. Like, right, there's something's going to happen, uh, and she's going to say, hey, I was discriminated against in this. Where's the second coach? A sexual, uh, somebody, a player looked at me. The players won't listen because I'm a woman. What's next? I don't get equal pay. I don't get equal pay. The head coach at this team gets more money. We need to get Becky Hammond a raise because equal pay. My team doesn't travel. Uh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Uh, the journalists are attacking me because I'm a woman coach. They're treating me unfair. It's just going to be down the line, more bullshit, more bullshit, more bullshit. It actually going to escalate the problem. It's going to create a bigger problem. Well, this player don't listen to me because I'm not a woman. Then you open the floodgates. Then this player assaulted me. He bumped into me. Did you see how this player talked back to her? The player didn't listen. Then it's just going to be boom, 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 boom. So what seemed like a fair thing to do then makes it worse. Now, here's what tends to happen. This type of form of men have to give up equality. You end up giving up more than equality because then they then start to proceed to take the advantage and then you become powerless. You can't. Now I got to listen to her. Now I can't talk back. Now I can't, you know. Now we can't do this to her. We can't challenge her. Oh, we can't fire her either. We can't fire her. Or she's not getting the benefit of the draft picks. Nobody will trade players to her team. No players want to be traded because they're misogynist, right? All right. I mean, dude, it's going to escalate. It, it just escalates the problem. You can't challenge her anymore. You can't question her coaching decision. You're only questioning her because she's a woman. See, it just adds more chaos. The problem is, isn't giving equality. The problem is creating opportunities for them to have what they need where they need to have it. Okay. But it just starts to create a problem when, when weak men just say, give them, give them what they want. Okay. This is a part of the manipulation that men don't understand. This is why you cannot crack the girl code. Cause at the same time, men are trying to make progress. You're worried about Becky Hammond getting a job and these fathers can't get custody of their kids. 
why are you worried about Becky Hammond not getting a best basketball job? And this is just an example. I'm not harping on Becky Hammond. But why are you worried about that, Ninja? Why aren't you worried about these men not getting custody of their kids? Don't you think men deserve custody of their kids? Well, where are you at on that? Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. You ninjas don't fight for men. You'll fight for a woman faster than you fight for a guy. That's the reason why you don't crack the girl code. Because men do not unite. Men stay over here trying to get equality for women while watching equality for men diminish. And that is because of men. It's not because of women. Let me give you another reason why. You guys have sexual deviancy that you can't have not acknowledged and worked on. We have a lot of sexually deviant men out here that you can't get control of your own libido and you fall victim to a fat booty. But coach, she thick. Well, I need the punani. I got to have it. I'm folding. I'll support her. You won't support me, but you'll support an OnlyFans woman that quick that I show on my Insta, that I show on my YouTube. You'll run over to her page and you'll follow her and you click likes and you'll send her money before you will support men trying to help you out. That's just how men work because your sexual deviancy and no discipline around your salami and no control at all. So that if you needed to be manipulated, you could be manipulated right through your libido. Period. So when you can't stay focused and you got to have a fat ass, you got to chase after it. You got to pander and simp to it. You got to tell her how beautiful she is and pets a lot. That's the reason why you will never crack the girl code. Period. Sexual deviancy is a problem when it comes to these men. And women know it. Women know it. She can act, she can act like an asshole all day in your relationship. And all she got to do is say, come on, let me just go ahead and take care of that. And she drops to her knees and all is forgiven. Okay. You won't stand your ground when it comes to this. You won't hold out. And for some reason, your, your existence is around the validation of women. Well, she likes me and she likes my salami. They'll tell you anything. They'll tell you this is the best salami in the world. They'll tell you you own this salami. And guess what? She lying. Men are one blowjob away from the plantation. She completely lying to you. There's no way this is true. Okay, she's saying that in the moment. Afterwards, she went back, going back, back what she was doing. She didn't sit back thinking about it. But in your mind, she's telling you the truth. And I'm just here to tell you, and I've proven this. They lie socially to make people feel good. This is why they lie. They lie for a whole bunch of other reasons. But in their makeup, they want people to feel good about themselves even when they don't feel good about themselves. So if they can make you feel good about you, this is why they talk about empathizing so much. They feel bad about themselves on the regular. So they know other people when they feel bad, they can see it. And so they want you to feel good. And they'll tell you any goddamn thing. The reason why you can't crack the girl code is you don't understand this. You won't even admit it. You'll believe what they say. And I'm telling you, don't do it. Doesn't mean you can hate them. Doesn't mean you can't be married to them or in a relationship, but they are not telling you the truth <laughs> at all. They're not. They want you to feel good. At the very least, and they kind of want to get what they want. The next reason why you'll never crack the girl cold is most men have a scarcity mindset when it comes to women. It's because you're afraid to do what you need to do to get one. 
And so you'll do whatever she says you need to do to get one. In most cities in a black in, in the black community, men outnumber uh women outnumber men at least two or three to one, more like four to one. And if you live in the Midwest or the South, it's more like 10 to one. And if you live in Atlanta, it's like 20 to one in terms of heterosexual men and heterosexual women. It's a obscene disadvantage that women have. The scarcity is simply not there. And if you are afforded to, if you actually can afford to get an airline ticket, you will find out that you have an obscene advantage numerically. But in your world, because you have an inability to travel, you have an inability to leave Detroit, you have an inability to afford to be able to support yourself, you have a scarcity mindset such that you have to pander to the women in front of you. Mm. Moving on to the next one, the not my girl syndrome, the not all women syndrome. Well, not all women, but here's, I'm going to ask you something. If one woman accomplishes something, do the other women benefit? Yes. So that a woman can say, I don't support feminism. Can she benefit from feminism? Yep. I don't support affirmative action. Can she benefit from affirmative action? Yep. <laughs> so just because she says she doesn't support it and she pops on your YouTube and she gains followings, and she says she doesn't understand this and that. And yo, simp ass go over there and watch and super chat hundreds of dollars to her. You think she's different, but she survives and she benefits from the same thing. The same exact thing you're trying to change. So why she sits up here and says, I don't believe. Dude, there's a woman right now. There's a woman right now. That is on the so-called red pill algorithm. That is dragging Tyrese from pillar to post. <laughs> okay. Dragging Tyrese from pillar to post. We have the evidence in real time with the receipts. And here come these dumbass purple pill men because they're living the hope strategy, eating all up, even eating all their words up. And I'm sitting back like, I wish there were women like you. I wish more women thought like you. And she dragging Tyrese around by his nose nostrils. <laughs> and nobody calling her out. I haven't seen one video. Maybe I've seen one. I haven't seen none of the red pill, the so-called manosphere. I haven't seen no black manosphere videos calling her ass out. Not a one. I haven't seen her. Now, listen, I might not know. I don't know. I ain't seen no thumbnails. I ain't seen no repeat. Dude, y'all called out Pearly more than y'all called out that woman. Y'all called out, y'all dragged Pearly all around the corner, up and down, left and right, for a matter of three weeks to four weeks going straight. And ain't seen that woman called out, and she in court right now. Pearly just sitting there with zero life experience, mm -hmm. capitalizing off of uh, snake, uh, Sims. She got zero life experience in terms of what we talk about over here, she ain't never been married. She ain't never had no kid. She got zero life experience. So she all she can do is just kind of repeat what Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuel said. That's all she's doing. And it's working for her. Y'all dragging her for that. Now, this other woman over here, <laughs> no videos. What's her name? I don't even know her name. Not a one. But I see her subscribers going up. See, this is why men can't crack the girl code. Because even... When y'all make these videos about these scenarios, 
when you have the real life scenario and the pit viper right in your midst, you scared uh, that the snake gonna strike you. You scared. She right here up under you infiltrating your whole system and ain't nobody said shit. See, this is what I'm talking about. Samantha Lee is her name. And the other one is Melly Monaco, whatever her name is. I don't even stop sending me videos of her. I'm not going to show them. Stop sending me videos of her. I don't believe a word she's saying. Listen, I'm never going to feature female content creators in this space ever. So never going to pop up of her supporting my message. <laughs> okay. Stop sending me videos of these people. All right. They never going to get limelight on my show because they, all they doing is repeating the shit that I'm saying and everybody else is saying. All right. I don't trust the word they're saying. <laughs> right. Anyway. With this being said, this is why men don't get to the position they need to get. And you think one day somebody's going to come down and save you guys. You think Andrew Tate going to save you. You think CGA going to save you. You think uh, Kevin and all of these men are going to save you. We ain't. Ain't. We ain't saving them. We, ain't, we can't save you. We could just actually try to awaken you as much as possible. The other reason why is you say, well, it won't happen to me. And I'm going to get into this conversation because this is where it's going to get deep. Okay. <laughs> Until these people have me on their show and say my name, I ain't never sharing a piece of their content, period. That's how I'd work. So stop sending me these pineapple shows. I ain't never going to feature them on my show. All right. But let's get into the conversation of why men won't crack the girl code and why women will stay on code. Even when they say what they say in support of you, they're going to stay on code. You got to crack the code by acknowledging these things. It won't happen to me. Why? Why won't it happen to you? Is the question I want to ask you. Not my girl. Why do you believe that? Okay, let me, let me let's go into this one. I want to share this video. I want to share two videos with you. One is a man here looks to be a teacher in a primarily black school. All right. And so he's going to say something that probably a lot of teachers and such should tell black men. Guess what? Number one, these black young males aren't listening to him. Sad. Number two, he probably get fired from his job once this video comes out telling you that they don't want to arm young black men with this information because, or young men in general because nobody invites men to school to talk like this. This tells you they don't want you to know. He's going to start off. The easiest way to lose your life as a man is through, guess what? A woman. This doesn't mean women are evil. He's saying most of your trials and tribulations are going to come through women watch the men in the background and the young ladies here we go he's going to lose your life as a man is do a woman and, and this is facts pick the wrong woman if you want to go and follow these degenerate girls if you want to and the easiest way to have the best life is through a woman but the choice is yours depending on the type of woman you choose depending on the type of woman you like to be around Think about this stuff when you're out choosing. She can either elevate you or diminish you. It's all in your choice. And I promise you, having 28,000 girls ain't where it's at, I promise. You can almost lose everything. Y'all think y'all want to be famous and popular? Ain't nothing private no more. 
the easiest way to shout out to this guy, the new emerging king. I would like you to go follow him instead of these straggle daggles that I post on the internet. But I believe somebody said he has his own school, so he can say this. Unfortunately, people aren't going to listen. Young men don't listen. Not my girl. It ain't going to happen to me. Why? Because I got good pipe. I know how to lay pipe. Again, sexual deviancy. Sex if sexual deviancy is your proof of controlling women, you're an idiot. Well, I can pipe her down and give her that stroke and hit that bottom. You're an idiot. To me, this is why you don't crack the girl code. <laughs> okay. Well, I got money, and I got my money up, and I'm going to make her help her build. She's going to help me build. And you're an idiot. <laughs> okay. You're dumb. That is not going to keep you just telling me you like life experience. I mean, you're still kind of young. I mean, you might be smart, but come on, man. We, we need to grow up. You need to grow up. These things are not going to get you in any control. It's not going to change the needle for men. It might change the needle for you, but women don't operate that, that way. A woman doesn't change the needle for herself. She changes the needle for all women. Men change the needle only for themselves. And I'm going to tell you why they do it. So by saying I, own, I got the pipe, by saying I'll control her with whatever external factors you want to control her with, physical force, money, knowledge, experience, withholding her from the rest of society, whatever these external controls are only benefits you. It doesn't benefit the group of men, the collective. This is why the girl code doesn't get cracked. All right. Um, let's get into this video right here. New, 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 new world order. When it comes to men who are, when it comes to men who are less than economically well, healthy. This is a video. I, it's a somewhat of a lengthy video, but I try to uh, get through the parts where you need to hear it. This is by a gentleman named Barbarossa. He's a legend in this space for a long time. He precedes almost everyone, almost everyone. There have been people who slightly preceded him. Let me let him tell you, and he's going to talk about game and PUA. And a lot of people are about to get their feelings hurt relation to game and PUA. This is why I don't believe in it. It's because it only benefits one. And it comes from a source that he's going to identify here. It comes from a source of female superiority. People are not going to admit to it, but game and, and, and manipulating tactics of women and uh, paying attention to women and trying to get over on one woman only benefits barely one and barely benefits that guy. It comes from female superiority. His name is King Randall now. Okay, so here we go right here. Play it. This dominance translates to all areas of male. And game is dependent on female sexual dominance. This dominance translates to all areas of male endeavor. It is a stifling, backwards, wasteful expenditure of male vitality. In any area where the practice of it arises from natural conditions and social pressures, you will see the same associative symptoms of the pathology that causes game, which, as I've said already, is a female sexual dominance over men. All right. So he's saying game is a female sexual dominance over male. And it comes from external sources. He's going to talk about male competition. I'm going to say male competition for women is why men can't crack the girl code. Okay, because we're competing for available women and there's a scarcity, there's a sense of scarcity. We will never unite 
to fix the problem. This is what he's identifying. Let me get into it because he's very, very uh, more uh, social science. So I have to kind of get through it and explain. Here we go. Simply put, when male excellence is at a standstill and females have some access to some external source of sustenance or advantage over men, you will see game arise. Since game at its core is a prolonged game of cutthroat amongst men for access to females. Woo! Game itself is a prolonged game of cutthroat for access to women. The reason why men will never crack the girl code is because we're at a cutthroat game for access to women. Continuing. Now, when the state bankrolled female dominance over men in poor urban areas via welfare and other subsidies, the males, since they were essentially strong-armed into equal economic status, were forced to find other ways to differentiate themselves to women. And this is when male competition, the driving force of civilization, makes the transition from healthy, healthy male versus male competition to oftentimes ultra-violent, economically destructive, poverty-inducing, gynocentric male versus male competition. Now, here's the deal. I've often said game is for poor men. And I stand on that because what tends to happen with a community that depends on game, it tends to create violence against other men. And this is true. It creates white knighting. It creates death by simp. Look at the communities that pedestalize game and then look at how the men treat each other. Black on black violence, shooting at nightclubs where women are around, uh, Cock blocking, dirty macking, white knighting, simping, death by simp, custody exchanges. What? The reason why. <laughs> the reason why men will never get the advantage over women is because we're committing crimes. We're cutthroating each other in order for female and validation. This is why I've been saying this is a broke man endeavor. Because not only the sexual deviants play a part of it, it also pedestalizes the woman. The woman sits back while two men kill each other over her, and then she ends up fornicating a day later with somebody else. Listen, simp enforcing is another one where men argue, I'm the bigger simp. Simp enforcing. So there's a lot of what he's saying is true in this. Here we go. Now, I remember in the early 90s when you used to hear a lot about the epidemic of black-on-black -black crime in the areas where game first arose. But I always knew that turned to be inaccurate, not because it wasn't happening, but because the root cause of this violence was never examined. What I mean to say is this. You can take any community of men and women, regardless of race or any other distinctions, and artificially induce male economic poverty, or at the least, economic equality across the board. In this case, we saw it happen via the crack epidemic and women's welfare programs. Then if you give the women even the slightest amount of advantage economically over the men, which is exactly what a welfare check is, you will see the men especially turn against each other and violence will not be black on black, but male on male. Woo wee. Okay, so as much as Becky Hammond deserves a job, what will eventually happen is you give Becky Hammond the job and then the men will fight against each other. You need to listen to her. I don't need to listen to that bitch. Fight. Okay, you see this? This is deep. I told you we were going deep. I told you I was going to hit that bottom and you, you can accept it or not. It ain't going to change my mind. But this is hitting to the core. This is why I reject 
ninjas that say mouthpiece and game. I say that's a poor economic strategy that is going to not change. It's not going to move the needle. It's not going to help. It's going to only help women keep carrying on with what they're doing. It ain't going to change anything. Okay. It only maybe will help you only for a short period of time. Male infighting, male competition, lethal male competition is what's causing this. Impressing women, slap boxing in the street. Have you ever been to a basketball game? Have you ever been to a, a neighborhood basketball game? You ever been to a neighborhood basketball game and the neighborhood basketball game was going fine? Y'all were playing pickup and then some women showed up. How do people react? People start fouling, tripping each other, fouling hard. People try to start dunking on each other, talking shit escalates. Okay, ninja start fighting. This is what he's talking about. You give the woman any economic advantage, any social advantage. You give her an advantage. You give her affirmative action. This is what we're seeing. You give her, give, 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 give. Then he creates a poverty situation for the man where he has to go over. People start acting up. All right, that's what he's talking about. Let's get into it. I challenge anybody to pull up the statistics and see how much male-on-female violence compromised the total amount of violence during the epidemic of so-called black-on-black violence. What happened exactly? Women were encouraged to remove the fathers from the household in order to gain access to government welfare. The men... I'm going to skip this part because that type of conversation has been going on for years already and people are quite tired of it because they won't admit it. Let's move forward. Males, which resemble each other economically, employing techniques to differentiate themselves for their own selfish needs. It's the study of the inner workings of unhealthy male versus male competition. If this competition is defined as being any competition that doesn't have a net positive result for both the winners and the losers. Okay, so when I hear guys say, well, you ain't got no game, right? What is that? Is that to bring the guy up? It's normally to put the guy down. So... This unhealthy competition, although men are competitive by nature, the competition becomes a tramp, a championing, a championing of something that doesn't move the needle for all. It doesn't improve us intellectually. It doesn't improve us um, as a group of society. It doesn't improve the male position. It doesn't. Improve, it's a selfish thing to put one man above the other on how. The woman responds to him. You basically put him down. So did you create, did you create a economic chain for the community because of this? No. You only selfishly got what you want and then put the other person down. Why you won't crack the girl code is because men don't unite. We divide. And when you divide, you conquer, you get conquered. Okay. When you get into competition, related to women solely, not how we improve socially, you divide. This is why I don't think women are the problem anymore. They're not. They're not the problem. You know who it is? It's men, all right? And I've been saying that for quite a long time. The divide and conquer is real. The divide and conquer is real. So then we start saying who's better with women when that don't move the needle. It don't move the needle. What does that change? If the argument shifts to that, that's a distraction. When I start cooking over here, you guys tell me there's male content creators that tell me, stop talking about it. Don't talk about it no more. We need to talk about how we get these hoes in check and get some more punani. 
because you don't like that. What I'm trying to tell you moves the needle. You just want to selfishly win on your own. You see what I mean? And he's breaking this down to the fraction with like to the bottom, to the infinite fraction over here. He's breaking it down like a fraction, I should say. So gain to me is not an important conversation. It's a poor economic strategy that divides men further. And then it measures men against other men, not against other women. And women can actually recognize game. This is why they say game recognize game, because if women fall for it, she recognizes it. And she recognizes it as a low income strategy, low, um, low economic strategy. Thus, she has superiority over you if you use it. She has sexual dominance over you if you use it. All right. But people, but lower thinking men will never think this way. But keep hoping Kevin Samuels resurrects to save men. All right, here we go. To test my theory, ask yourself this. If you were to take two men that implement game with equal frequency and talent, exactly equal in all ways, other than the fact that one makes double the amount of money than the other, which one will these females choose every time? I think you know the answer. Game is predatory male-on-male -male competition, nothing else. Now, I read about an experiment that was conducted on male desirability in regards to the lions of Africa that I've put in the link. It turns out that lions are the only felines that grow manes, and it was believed that a male lion. Now, I'm going to stop it right there, because uh, once these ninjas start going off on other animal kingdoms, I tend, I tend to lose interest. But he's going to talk about manipulation of the male black mane, which he was saying the male lions that had darker manes were the superior. Essentially, to manipulate that, men male male lions that had lighter mane rubbed their mane in the dirt to look like darker maned lions so he's just talking about men manipulating gaming the system by appearing alpha by appearing manly by appearing masculine when they're not they're just disguising themselves as such calling themselves alphas calling themselves masculine call and they're just manipulating it to get the attention of the woman solely just to get the attention of the woman, not to improve the pride, not to. So he went into that. I'm not going to go into that because then we'll have to talk about bonobos and then we'll have to talk about uh, chimpanzees and shit like that. And I don't want to. Yeah. So fake alphas, which I've indicted for a long time. There's a lot of fake alphaness going around, which is only male on male competition. It doesn't, alpha doesn't crack the girl code. Pretending to be a man doesn't crack the girl code. It only tries to compete against men. All right. So that's what he's ironing out there. Now, with that being said, we'll end it. We'll end it with that. I want you to think about these ideas. I'm not against women. I'm not against 304s. I'm not here to save society. I'm not here to make a change. I think it's too late. For men that think that things are going to change and you're praying for a horrible situation like war or somebody to invade us and women will understand when they have to go out here and sell puss and then they'll come back running back to men, it is too late for that. The only way we can go is Babylon. The only way we could go is the end of Rome, right? We'll eventually go to socialism and then communism. That's the only direction I can see this going and then we'll forever lose what this republic is and we'll go 
there'll be another 2000 years before there'll be anything close to what the original America was. Right. Mm. Everything will be dominant by social socialism and communism. It's going to be that. That's the only way it goes. And we can see this by the way people vote. People are voting for socialist policies. We need to help the poor and the rich people need to be taxed more. And, and we need to help women and we need to bring equality. And we need to have the uh, affirmative action and we have to let women kill babies. And we got to let, this is all just socialism and communism. We just living it. We just don't have it officially. So that's the only thing we're going um, unless we have, uh, unless they have. So thinking that women are going to change and see the light is never going to happen. You guys have been in relationships with women and hope they saw the light and they dragged you into the abyss. So that's actually a dumb strategy. Hoping that there will be more pearlies and more of these women that can get the message out. It ain't how it happened. Her primary support group is 98% men, more than likely. Only about 2% women. So women aren't listening to pearly to learn how to be a woman. Okay, so she's not going to save women from themselves. Okay, Much of her hating group is probably 98% women. Hoping that simps or tricks or 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 a group of men are going to learn the hard way is not going to move the needle either. Your center should be focused on the policy supporting supporting men as a group collective in order to navigate the treacherous world of manipulation, what society has become. And that can only become come from a united male front. I see content creators going at each other's neck on what another country creator advises of another man. See, we need to teach these men more game. We need to teach these guys not a trick. We need to teach these guys not to have sex with dogs. We need to teach these guys to go touch grass. We need to teach these guys to get more hoes. We need to teach these guys to pump and dump. We need to keep, you see this? I don't see this on the woman's side. This is the reason why you won't crack the girl code. One woman steps out and they reel her ass back in. <laughs> men who only listen to female content creators you ain't gonna move the needle at all men that only support female content creators you ain't gonna move the needle at all men who come on here to tell another content creator they're copying from another content creator because that's negative that's that's actually negative unhealthy male competition that's not gonna move the needle at all Men who want to make videos about other male content creators and you want to come over here and say somebody wants smoke and beef is not going to move the needle at all. And I don't participate. You ever see me go in on that? Nope. And they keep trying to drag me in. And I keep telling you it's not healthy male competition. I mean, it's unhealthy. How has that moved the needle for me to cut another video over and over again on another guy? These are guys that's telling you they're unhealthy. They're mentally unstable. They're emotional. They're jealous. As such, these men aren't helping men. They're only helping themselves while projecting that the other person is helping themselves at this. See, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. Any man cutting down another man because they don't have a mouthpiece or game is actually worsening the situation more than they're helping. Anybody that suggests that that is the solution for men is actually hurting other men, not helping. That is unhealthy male competition. That actually turns people off. That actually makes people compete against each other unhealthily. 
All right, I'll show you. I'll go get a whole bunch of hoes. That doesn't. Mm. What is that? <laughs> what is that going to prove that I can now go get a whole bunch of hoes? What is that proof? It doesn't move the needle. This is why you'll never crack the girl code. You'll never crack the laws. You'll never crack the advantage that women have politically. Women outvote men 60 to 40. That means they get their ass to the poll. The 40% of men, of the 40% of men that vote, 20% vote on behalf of the woman. Okay? <laughs> you vote for your granny who voted for JFK and FDR. You vote for your mother who voted for Obama and Bill Clinton. The 20% of men, you vote for your girlfriend who wants to vote in Obama and Biden, and you'll vote in Gavin Newsom soon as he throws his name in the hat. You voted for Kamala. You'll do it. 20% of the 40% of men vote on behalf. And if you think I'm lying, if you think I'm lying, I'll tell you this. The majority of dollars that men spend don't go to men. It doesn't go to support men. It doesn't even go to you. The majority of money men spend goes to women. Secondly, to children. Lastly, to you. To the point where women influence 85% of all dollars spent in the United States. <laughs> okay, come on, man. If you think this is a game, this is why you, you hopeful men that think that you're going to cause women to change uh, the, the argument for Kiki Palmer. This is how ridiculous you sounded to me. You said Kiki Palmer, because she had another man's baby, should be loyal to that man. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Mm. If you think that that's where we are in the world, <laughs> you said, you said your argument was because she was a baby mama. She should be low. Where? What world are you in? What world are you? What world have you been watching for 30 years? <laughs> Where have you been? Are you have you had your head up your ass for the last 30 years? You think this is new? This has been a progressive position that are you surprised that they but. I think you guys are dumb for even talking about it. I talked about it and gave a little bit of attention. You expected her to be loyal and listen to him because she pushed a baby out of her legs, out between her legs. And he, she's supposed to be loyal and listen to this ninja. Yeah, she a baby mama. Oh, my God. What year is this? <laughs> oh, my God. So um, I think guys just don't understand what's going on. You're hoping that women just wake up and see the light. Okay, we need to be loyal to our men and we need to support them. And, bro, that time is that ship is sailed. They're winning the game financially in the at a point. And yes, they're gonna hit the wall and they're gonna wake up and they'll be single mother and they'll lose and they'll get evicted, and the government will save them to an extent. And yeah, that game will be played. That is none of my business. I'm not saving any of them. If they want to fall out and falter and hit their wall and go homeless, 
let that be because a majority of them are going to happen. All right. But if you think they're just going to come back to you uh, um, after all them L's, why would you take them back then? Anyway, let me get to these super chats. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway. And ladies, if there's any ladies in here that are under the age of 25 that hear this message, this is the altar call. You hear this message. You want to make a change in your life. You want to be delivered from the spirit of Jezebel. You want the king of kings to give you the proper instructions. No, I don't need to see your feet. But you still have time. You have time to course correct. You have time to see the light. You have time. If you're a woman over 25, time's up. <laughs> right, time's up. You kind of lost the game already, but you'll tread water. You'll flounder around like a dead fish out here. <laughs> right? You'll be on the boat like Patrice O'Neill's fish, just floundering and floundering and floundering until somebody, somebody scoops you and puts you in a bucket. Somebody throws you back in the water and you'll be out there swimming away. You'll lose your memory because fish are dumb and you'll swim away and you'll forget. And then your goofy ass will get caught back on the hook, be out there floundering. You'll flounder for the next 25, 35, 40 years. <laughs> right. All right. But we ain't trying to correct you. It's a wrap for you guys in terms of where we need to go as a society. We don't need to marry up 40 year old men with 40 year old women to correct this. This is not a good use of our resources and time. Okay. Anybody marrying up generation Xers who have already been baby mama and baby daddy, child supported and divorced at least one or multiple times. If you think that's going to correct the scenario and the situation, you're goofy. The younger generation needs the help. And a lot of young men have been in this land here. Here we go. Shout out to we got that we're going to get in here, says uh, MC Hamster says Revan X has empathy blindness he says he needs our support shout out to reverend x youtube trash talker coach a bunch of xx's are now suing dating apps after they all dated the same alleged rapist again accountability man listen <laughs> this is where we are carlos says for the weekend shout out to the brothers here what's up nigga what's up for the weekend nigga? catfish a says a mission fee for the sniggling free agent lifestyle for life late escape says for some reason i can't find the Barbara russell video on YouTube search? No, because he's probably well shadow banned. He says, thanks for the knowledge, Coach. Angel says, Coach, on this topic of the sisterhood girl code, if you remember the Jonah Hill situation, the ex even mentioned that she needs to stay on sisterhood code while texting him. He says the COVID is no joke. Um, You guys think so? I've worked with women and I've traveled with women. They stay on code. Even when you will find one come off code. They don't stay off code very long, and it's a very hard position to put themselves in, okay? They don't stay off code long. Pearly is kind of prolonging it and, and making a thing out of it, and she's probably the one staying off code quite a bit. And as you can know, as you see, her biggest challenges are women. My biggest challenges are not women. My biggest challenge is men, all right, because men want the easy way. Men want it quick. They want a solution. Well, what's the solution? If I told you 30 years, we could correct this. Guess what? You're so selfish and sexually dysfunctional and deviant, you don't want to do it. But women did exactly that. 150 years of cold, hard work, 
and they started it off being slave abolitionists. Okay, so guys are goofy. Okay, the first one, the first woman to say, man, we need to tip the scales to this. Say, how are we going to do it? How? They said, let's align with abolishing slavery. <laughs> and then they crept in with the Trojan horse from that day in America. From that day, they've been wanting their freedom for a long time. They just couldn't figure out how to get it. And they got through with being abolitionists. Same thing as liberals. Liberalism is a Trojan horse slowly, effectively bringing in Marxism. And they get in through that door. And then they say, we'll help you. And then they help themselves every time. But it is. They can't do. They will never do things directly. They'll do things indirectly. Um, those abolitionists, earlier abolitionists, did not include black women. They actually banded together to not include black women. In fact, when the Negro got the ability to vote before the women as a collective, they were angry about that. Then these women found the way to get the black women included because she was a necessity. She was the easiest way to deliver the poison. So then the earliest feminist, the, the, the wave of feminism that is um, indicative of the counterculture included the black woman. Okay. And use the black woman eventually to bring in affirmative action, breaking up of the home, the welfare system, FDR, the New Deal, so forth. Any of the welfare programs, the civil rights acts going in so that the black woman was the original beneficiary. Abolitionism, abolitionism. The black woman is the original beneficiary. And people will admit affirmative action has highly helped white women. So down the line, white women was able to use the affirmative action policies that were for the benefit of primarily black women. So it's it's a very, very, very crafty, <laughs> very, very crafty, patient, and selfless, selfless delivery on staying on code. But you have to, you on the other hand, want to correct the problem now by intimidating women. It's too late, guys. It's too late. That is actually the dumbest thing to do by just. Everybody turn into Muslims or Islam. Everybody turn to Islam. Haram. That'll change it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Shout out to uh, Cam says Shepherd Croc. Shout out to you. I don't know what that is. Uh, Shepherd Crook. Phileo? I don't know what that is. Uh, but anyway, shout out to you. Foundation Ninja Support. I always mess up your chat. The education movement says great show, coach. He says you got me thinking. D. Says salute to the deep thinking. Think deeper, man. It's not that easy. Eric's, uh, we got uh, next and he says, thanks for the wisdom, CGA. Indeed, shout out to R. Miller. He says, dressing room issues. All right. We got uh, Dewan says, paying tuition. Shout out to the coach gang. Gary says, I'm finally moving away from my narcissist ex. All right. We got a couple more. Thank you for the contributions to get ready for the weekend. Have your bell money. Make sure you wear your condoms. All right, make sure you protect your seed and protect your meat. We got Memo coming up. We got, uh, what is this right here? We got Mr. S. Robbins. He says men must overcome their own biological need to compete and develop their own versions of female in own group preference in order to adapt to the current times and compete with women. Brothers be starving 
uh, though, so it will never happen. Nope, it won't. Yeah, that brother stopped. If a woman get, divorces her man, there's going to be a man that says, I'll, I'll fix her. I'll take her. You'll quickly swoop her up. <laughs> and you'll be like, she won't do it to me. Why? Well, I got good Johnson. And I can give her the backstroke. And I can give her discipline. And then, like, that's male competition. We got uh, Kevin Sullivan says, good afternoon, coach. And the coach gang, you are correct about people being enablers. My ex's mom told me. I know she is wrong, but she's still my daughter. Yep. Definitely never going back to the plantation free agent lifestyle for life. Salvador says, Coach, serious question relating to men uniting. Isn't our genetic variation, meaning we vary so greatly in intelligence and skill, equate to us never being able to, to unite the way women do? It, it Well, that's the competition. I don't know about the genetic variation, but men, I think competition is good. So when we talk about competition, and uniting and such, it's not that competition is inherently bad. We're talking about unhealthy competition, right? We're talking about putting another man down because he gets validation from a woman. Well, I get validation, and we do this. We we award we we pedestalize pimps. What what culture pedestalizes pimps? Poor culture. Why? Because we think he has an advantage that we would like. Oh, look, he can manipulate the woman. So. Cultures that pedestalize pimps primarily are poor cultures of men. And you go, why would you pedestalize that guy? That guy's a piece of shit. If you say that, then you are a lame, a sucker. You are square. You ain't got no game. But then you look down the line and see what the pimp has become. What has he contributed? What has he helped? Right? Did he hurt or help? What, what happened? Not much. Not, not much in terms of the entire system. He only helped himself. And he barely helped you. So think about it. Think about it. That's the kind of competition that is unhealthy. Now, if you say, we're going to figure out how to develop fire, structure a community. All right, make sure people uh, uh, protect their reputation, have safety, protect our children and our offspring, innovate, create the will, create security systems, watch programs. That's competition. That's innovation that comes from healthy competition between men. That's healthy conversation between men. So that one man benefits from the next. So I benefit. Okay, we're competing. Okay, so you do that. I'll do that. That's healthy competition. So the competition helps. Anyway, then we evolve. So hypergamy is not bad inherently. Hypergamous nature of the woman encourages men to compete and be better for themselves and others. So the contribution that men will make will be better for everybody. Now, the opposite of it is the guys that will say, well, I'll only benefit, I'll only let it benefit me. Like a guy that cheats with another man's wife by benefit of hypergamy. That's unhealthy. Instead of him focusing on and say, no, man, Keep your wife. Stay over there. Don't come over here. I know you have hypergamy. We'll keep it in check. I'm not going to sleep with your wife. Thou shall not cover another man's wife. The guy that comes in and sneaks in and takes another man's wife and pats himself on the back, calls himself a player in a Mac and all that, that's unhealthy. That's going to create death scenarios. So if men stayed on code, you would know women are hypergamous 
but you wouldn't sleep with your neighbor's wife. But you have a group of men running around here sleeping with their neighbor's wife and bragging about it. That's unhealthy competition. It helps nobody. It only helps themselves. Mr. Steal Your Girl. And it's, see, see what I mean? That's unhealthy. That, that creates problems, <laughs> especially when he brags about it. Because you say, and then he said, well, uh, your bitch chose me. Your bitch chose me. And you're like, whoa, hold up. Well, then it ra unravels the community. Your community is in chaos. Ninjas are killing each other, stabbing, shooting. And if it goes without check, it goes unchecked, then it continues to fester. And then the community is no longer a community. Men now take their way from innovating and using what women's nature is. Instead, they allow the woman's nature to win. And then it creates unhealthy competition. Those are two different things. All right. Anyway, we got, let me see here. Uh, Ricky Webster says, coach, I'm a five foot four, 230 pound plus 47 year old divorced mom of two boys. Oh, I had one. You had a five foot four, 230 pound plus 47 year old divorced mom with two boys, age 22 and 17. Tell me that a woman her age can show a man things he has never seen before your take. And she's talking about, um, she's talking about, uh, your, she's trying to see how much of a sexual deviant you are. Okay. She could probably do it. Are you going to let that? Are you going to let your, your loin control that? She's a piece of trash as far as I'm concerned. So she probably could make me feel good, but I know where to actually pay attention, pay attention to anyway. Um, all right. JC says, how is Noah doing? He says, and I'm only, only about the junior college. Henry resilient sucker for loves. Uh, suckers love to hear about YouTube. Wait, suckers sucks. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me skip your super chat. Sucks to hear about YouTube. Please look into how destiny maneuvers on YouTube. Kick his website and discord. He makes so much money with this formula. Thank you, brother. Eric Powell says CGA's knowledge is undefeated. Hey, it's always going to be undefeated. All right. Because what I don't do is I understand what healthy male competition is and I won't engage in unhealthy male competition. I actually said when I started this YouTube, I said I will never use this platform to beef with men. And I certainly would never use this platform to beef with black men. All right. Um, until black men are in the economic hierarchy at the top, I'll never put my attention on low economic ninjas. So I said I will never engage in it. Um, I actually went off course just one time. And uh, I saw the, the lack of benefits that came from it. And I said, never again. All right. Now, I got dragged into one in a personal confrontation, which was one on one at Valuetainment. And I proceeded to fold his ass up and put his ass off the Internet, chase his ass off the Internet. All right. But I'll never get on and use this platform to demean other men, to put down other men in terms of black men and try to put myself in a higher position. All I have to say is deliver the goods and say I'm the king of king. And it goes without saying. I'm the king of kings in here. We have kings, but I'm the king of all these kings. And as much attention that you want from me will never be granted if you're acting like a woman. All right. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> acting like a woman is not going to get my attention. All right. Come to me directly. Everybody has my phone number. If you're a content creator and you're a value, you have my phone number. All right. If you want to come out here and get an Internet beef so you can get some views and help your channel, 
I'll never participate in it. All right. Um, Eric Powell says CGA's knowledge is un undefeated. Uh, no government name says currently watching a replay. I'm sniggling at the name Hills Up Harris. Thank you, coach, for the laughs. See you on locals. Shout out to you, Hills Up Harris. All right. Fold his ass up like a dish rag. Shout out to Angel says, don't forget about girl talk. I overheard women of all ages putting other young women on game. The mom straightforward promote having their daughters having rosters and the best way to finesse a man. Meanwhile, we are fighting. If you don't think other women tell other women how to get over on men, right? You're out of your mind. And a lot of guys think they don't do that, right? We got, um, we got Deshaun says, um, coach, you mentioned my city again. So I had to throw a little something up there. Anyway, these ninja cops are more crooked than Chinese maze. He says, uh, mazes. He says, drunk off power, knowing they can ruin anybody's life at any given time. He says, give me, he says, give me a white officer anytime. Cause these Negroes with badges are horrible. Shout out to the cops here. All right, Swag Daddy says, I used to rush to be to work on time. Or I think I read, did I read this? I did read that one already. All right, shout out to you brothers here. And I'm going to go one more time to see if I can make sure um, I got everybody. I got everybody. Uh, yeah, dudes. And, and Oh, by the way, if there's a man out here that disagrees with my position, like there's a lot of guys out here, like the destinies and that. All right. And they do things to, uh, you know, create Internet stuff. We're going to bring down a manosphere. I got something to tell you. Put $50,000 up and I'll show up. Otherwise, sit your punk ass down. Now, you can create a video on me or whatever you need to do, but I'm not going to come fly in to talk about scientific studies and bonobos and shit like that and talk about the Middle East and talk about how I ain't about to talk about all that shit. All right, Ninja, put up 50 grand. All right, uh, money talk, bullshit walk. Ninja, I ain't here for views. I'm here to say my shit and keep it stepping. All right, Ninja want me to come up here and uh, debate they ass for no goddamn reason but to entertain everybody else, and then you run off with the super chats. Ninja, 50 grand, all that. It's the whole thing. Get 50 grand, 50 grand, or go home. Ninja, I'm about to go ahead and make some money, Ninja. Otherwise, I'm uninterested. All right. He says, she says, says Roger Land paying dues in the building. All right, man, I don't have no focus on these people, man. And they just, they leave, they live deviant lifestyles as well and got the nerve to judge somebody else. I mean, they be having the nerve to judge somebody else living completely debaucherous and devious lifestyles. I'm like, y'all of y'all ain't got no salami discipline out here. And most of them are cucks. <laughs> right. I ain't trying to get my numbers up on YouTube. I'm trying to get my bank account up. Give me 50 grand and I'll debate. Ninja, otherwise, money talking bullshit walk. Keep it going, Ninja. My, I don't care about my YouTube numbers at this point. <laughs> All right, anyway. Ninja, your subscribers going to go up. And <laughs> I want my bank account to go up, Ninja. You're going to get more views. And like, what that going to do for me? We got a couple more. Said Caitlin says, I love how women love to fight for the minority of other women who demonstrate good behavior to show they're commitment worthy. However, when we say that most guys cheat, he says women won't deviate from that and fight for the men who don't cheat. Or when they say it, he says they'll always have a defense force that men will never have for real, man. Yep. Cut the check. Ninja, cut the check. <laughs> cut the check. 
Johnny John, the days of Al Scratch and Brian McKnight are done. He said, stop with the I'll taker and go Juco with my bros. And IRS is coming for y'all PPP ninjas. All right. Oh, man. Antonio Wing Chun says, sub CGA. He Hafiz did a video saying goodbye. He says, I'm leaving YouTube. I wonder why. Because you dominated him. Shout out to you and exposed him on that debate on the SOS cast. Sorry to see it went that way for that brother, man. I think I got one more. Brandon says, uh, what's up for the weekend, coach and coach gang? I'm 26. I'm a new mechanic. Two years. I'm already popular in my city because of it. One of my longtime female friends bought a car, and it's a lemon. Of course, it's a Nissan Altima. She brought her car to me and was huffing and puffing, basically trying to see if I would fix it for free. But when I told, uh, looked closely at her phone, she was FaceTiming with another female friend. I sent her home and did not do the job. She was on social media living it up the week before until life happens. Hold the line, gentlemen. We have the more power than we think. Free agent lifestyle for life and take me out with the... Here we go right here. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Um, yeah, never listen to the sob story that they don't have money. They have money for the things that they need. All right. Um, they got the money when they need it. Let me see here. Oh, man, we got another one. Uh, Caitlin says, one of the guys who should coach in the NBA but never did is Michael Cooper. There's a reason why he didn't. Uh, he says, Coop was a winner everywhere he went. He won a WNBA championship with the Sparks. He wasn't able to, though. There's one reason why he could not coach in the NBA. All right. And I knew somebody that worked with him. I'm not going to throw him under the bus because, but it's quite, it's quite easy to find out why he did not. Um, Ricardo says, I found out years ago that if you go online to date women, oh, oh, it'll hurt your self-esteem. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. I know why he didn't coach, but you guys got to watch out for that and watch out for what you consume gentlemen, because, what you consume, and if people know it, they'll use it against you. They'll use it against you. Okay, I think I'm just about done. No, he's not reading Rainbow. All right, watch what you consume. All right, don't develop bad habits about things. All right, all right. Uh, let's see here. If you, <laughs> if you, if you, uh, anyway, get control of your. Anyway, I don't want to. I'm not trying to throw people under the bus for no reason. All right, but um. If you want to do your own investigation, do your own investigation on it. But we've concluded today's show. Do me a favor. I might pop up on kick, not immediately today, but maybe later on tonight or tomorrow, Saturday for sure. All right. I might give y'all a cool bit. All right. I might give y'all a little bit and um and uh, get the kick. It's in the description box. You got to go in the description box, get the link. Do me a favor. If you want to contribute to today's show. Hit me up on the After Effects. I will announce it. Get on Locals, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. That's Sunday morning. Money Mindset, Sunday evening. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. Turn on all the notifications for all of my channels. Go subscribe to Nova's channel, uh, Nova the Star Lab. All right, go just subscribe to all my channels to support. I don't get paid from this endeavor. Only the support from you brothers because I'm the realest of the real around here. Thank you for all the support and what's up for the weekend get your condoms get your bail money what's up nigga what's up for the weekend nigga and strap up all right at all times and we out of here peace i looked at it as i have an atm between my legs and i just i'm just using it all i gotta do is put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom money just comes right out